Welcome back to Lowered Expectations, a podcast where we talk about our game of the month and then other current events and topics in gaming. I'm Lane, your host, and I'm here with my band of buddies. I got Evan. Hey, yo. Justin. Aloha. Devin. How's it going, everyone? Johnny. Hello. Kyle. What up? And Dylan. What up, what up? Woo! It's the first time I've had everybody together in like a couple couple months. This is good. This is good. Yeah, feels um, good. So yeah, our game of the month last month was Hollow Knight. Uh, had great reviews on that from everybody here. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and do that. Um, it's a great game. Our game of the month this month was Control. It's a pretty crazy, supernatural, paranormal, paranormal game. Um, here's the description from Wikipedia. Control is a 2019 action-adventure video game developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by 505 Games. Control was released in August 2019 for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. And actually, it looks like PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, versions were just released this month, this year, which is pretty cool. Uh, The game revolves around the Federal Bureau of Control. Uh, or the FBC, a secret U.S. government agency tasked with containing and studying phenomena that violate the laws of reality. As Jesse Faden, the Bureau's new director, the player explores the oldest house, the FBC's paranormal headquarters, and utilizes powerful abilities in order to defeat a deadly enemy known as the Hiss, which has invaded and corrupted reality. The player gains abilities by finding objects of power, mundane objects like a rotary phone or a floppy disk imbued with the energies from another dimension, and that have been at the center of major paranormal events and since recovered by the FBC. Uh, It's a very intense game, for sure, uh, but it's really cool. Uh, I will admit I didn't really get to play it at all, but I did do my homework, and I found a cut-together version on YouTube of the cutscenes and relevant gameplay. It was two and a half hours long, and I watched it during work today. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. very nice. That's right. Overachiever, right there. Waiting you to do what? his homework last second. <laughs> but I will say, man, even how it was cut together, I mean, it played really well, and I could tell that it was probably a really, really fun game to play. And I'm pretty disappointed I didn't get to play it, play it through. But uh, with that, let's hear from some of these guys that already or that did play it. Uh, Justin, I know you played it. You go ahead and talk about it for a bit. Yeah, I played a lot of it. I 100%ed this game, actually, because I was really, nice. really into it, which involved yeah. buying the DLC separate just yeah. from loading the base game and oh, going yeah, to shit, damn. They have two DLCs out for it, right? Yeah, like two 
full length like they were just an extra entire section of the federal bureau of control that you went out to and had some new primary task you had to go deal with and they like that's cool one wasn't directly related to the main game at all it was uh, related to like alan wake actually and probably would have been super cool if you would played alan wake and the other one was like an extension of the main game story but interesting like generally uh like I love this game, and like at first when I was playing it, like halfway through the story, like I would have rated it up as high as like Bioshock or like any of my like all-time favorite games. Like That's as really far as surprising the... to hear, <clears throat> well, just how intrigued I was by the environment and like like the Federal Bureau of Control is a cool place to be exploring. Like the concept, it, it, I like Stephen King books. Evan, you read Stephen King, like. I don't know how much of this you played at all. Did did you play much? No, no, I actually played a good bit. And I, I know what you're saying, the sort of uh, multi-dimensional uh, yeah. aspect of it, if you like the Dark Tower and, you know, right, some right. of those the other books. Like, the idea of, like, a semi-sentient building that kind of, like, shifts and, like, has its own will about, like, what it wants you to do and shit. Like, those mm-hmm. kinds of concepts and yeah. Like the idea of like yeah some alternate like plane of existence and like the collision of the two like it explores a whole lot of like just story based concepts I find interesting. I feel like Control does a really good job of like setting like an atmosphere of intrigue as you continue to play. Like it does a good job of like pulling the threads of its story as far as like what is Jesse doing here and like you know what is your relationship with her because like. One particularly unique thing about Control that I noticed was I'm somebody who gets real immersed in games I play. Like if I'm playing like an RPG or like Fallout or anything, like I'm I am my character. Like I get invested in my companions. I get invested in side quests and like like if an enemy is attacking an enemy is attacking me or something, and like I've got a couple of drinks in me, I'll be like, "You want to fuck with me?" Like I, you know, like while I'm playing shit like that. And I noticed that playing Control, I think of Jesse as like her own autonomous character separate from me, which is like completely different and just a component of the way they like decided to tell their story with you being a voice in her head. So I thought like even just small details like that were interesting because they made me like approach the whole story differently from how I normally would. Like I was respecting her decisions as opposed to being like, what the fuck? I, that's not what I would do. Like, <laughs> Right, right. You got really invested in like the story, and you wanted to see it play out like for her, you know, not just for like. Yeah, I wanted to help my girl. Yeah, right. Something attacks us. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, not my yeah. Jesse. About <laughs> 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 to rip chunks off this wall and chuck them through your face. That, <laughs> yeah, fucking, that fucking debris system is so cool. Like, yeah, dude. <clears throat> dude talking yeah. about ripping chunks out of walls. Like, if it can't find anything, you just pull concrete from the wall. Yeah. Fucking. So hell. like. T- yeah, they they come across these like objects of power in the game, right? And it's like I said in the description, they're just like objects mundane that are just imbued with energies from other dimensions. So like the first one you get is like the gun or what's it called the the service weapon, and basically yeah. like if you're able to wield the service weapon, then you're basic you're the director of the FBC. Yeah. It's a caliber um, in another reality, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the idea is that it takes on the form that the user would sort of right. expect to find right it's kind of a extension of their themselves mm-hmm. or even like i thought i read it as like befitting society so like excalibur and like middle ages or they there was a reference to it being mjolnir like 
mm-hmm. way back in the day. But like nowadays, like it would make sense to have a gun because we don't fight with swords, you know? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and apparently, was... go ahead. Sorry. Even her service weapon was uh, different than the director before her, even though they were both guns. They alluded to that as well. Right. Yeah, and it was like that was another like really cool component of it too. Like, yeah, you bring that up, Lane. Like <clears throat> the superpowers are sick. Like as you become more powerful throughout the game, I found myself finding or using basically all of them except for the shield, because I basically played the game's combat like Doom. There's not a cover system, so like I didn't use the second the I realized either. I wasn't the second I realized I wasn't supposed to be in cover, I just started dashing and running around everywhere. Yeah. As soon as you get the like dash ability that kind of gives you like a short range teleport, like game over. I'm bouncing around everywhere just shooting yeah, at people. Right. It's Dark Souls. Here we go. <laughs> now, does that have a cooldown? Um mm-hmm. yeah, so you have your like energy like mana bar basically gotcha, and that build gotcha. like it drains and if you deplete it, you have to let it get up to like 60% before you can use it again or something like that. Like Gotcha. See, I can speak a lot on the story, but I can't speak shit about the gameplay mechanics or anything like that. So. Well, they had, the combat system I thought is real cool. The like two phases to the combat system, like you have the superpowers that Jesse gets, and then the alternate or the alternate to that is the service weapon, which has like by the end of the game, yeah, the if you go the DLC, it's got like use. seven different modes that you can switch between. Damn, yep, that's cool. <clears throat> I knew I knew you got like at least like three or four of them. The first one, or I don't know if it was the first one, but one of them reminded me of like the Dead Space gun, how it like turns sideways and like expands outward, like oh that. the scatter shot, shotgun, shotgun. yeah, yeah. shotgun, yeah. Yep. and you could change it back to your pistol or whatever. I just reminded with, me of that. Damn, I need to fucking play this game more. I will say, with all that said, I would have rated this game higher before I hundred percented it, and <clears throat> playing through to completion, like like it usually will exemplified for me like more the issues of the game than the stuff i liked like i don't the game the story itself sets itself up for a sequel so it really doesn't do a lot to resolve its own storyline so much as they're resolved until next time and i felt like that was kind of lazy like i could have done with a little bit more of a real ending to my escapades than just like here's where you're at buy our next game I don't yeah, know. it turns from, into an episode of a TV series at that point. Like from what a, I watched, it kind of seemed like they wrapped it up pretty well. Kind of, but like if I like, there's definitely like gameplay that you get in the story that like she basically explicitly like where it leaves off with your brother. It is intending to pick up with control too. I would bet you like sure because yeah, he's yeah, under because he, you can you coma. can. You can ruin yeah. it. Yeah, he's in a coma. He gets out, out yeah. of containment and gets put into a coma after she has to go face him in that like nebulous area. It, yeah, that, and yeah. she she what um what do they use the term? She cleanses him of the the hiss. The yeah. hiss. Yep. Yeah. And then they like there's other small like real small details like if your whole game is built around like this vertical level system where Jesse is really really good at climbing stuff. And then I'm flying across the astral plane and I go to climb on a ledge that I should normally be able to climb on. And for some reason she fucking does it. And then I fall to my death. That's going to piss me off. Yeah, that's a little annoying. And that stuff happened like the more I play it. And it's not like everything, but just it was an inconsistent system. Would it maybe be because the astral plane is literally in this game for all intents and purposes, just like a training screen for new abilities. And so 
when you're in there, it's pretty much trying to teach you one ability. So like it kind of. He's 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 not wrong, because no, it does this in like other places too. I just like was using that as an example because you could fall to your death there. But like every once in a while, you'd come across like a ledge you couldn't climb on or something. The only one that I remember it being an issue with is when you fight the anchor, the um the object of power. It's this massive boat anchor, and you're in an arena where you're having to jump from platform to platform to in order to shoot him directionally as he turns around. So I remember it being an issue there and in the mold area in particular, but yeah, I agree. You definitely can have some frustrating moments with that for sure. Yep. Gotcha. And then we'll we'll get into this later, but like they also they've got like you know, some of their achievements are based on RNG and like I don't love that system. I don't feel like it's respectful of my time to build your game such that I have to fucking reload it to optimize my chances of getting the random event that I need to get this achievement. Like, I don't understand why in 2021 game designers are still putting shit like that into their games. Like, come the fuck on. Make it something that I can in- like I can do intrinsically based off how sure. your game works without like needing to quit it to game your system. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah. But overall, it was, I thought it was great. Like it was a, it was a really fun. I mean, I hundred percented it, and I didn't do that because I was having a bad time. <laughs> yeah. it was. It's one of the funnest how, games I've played in. Recent how many? Time. Um, since you hundred percented it, how much of like, uh, how like how much of the percentage would you say was like side quests and shit? <clears throat> uh it was like a rough, probably like fifty-five six or fifty-five forty-five, maybe forty oh, sixty. It's a ton of side quests. Yeah, there's a lot. No, because like the janitor puts tasks up on his board. I'm guessing those are all just like side quests too, right? Yeah, and those are honestly yeah. like the less interesting ones. Like, there's a lot gotcha. of like the ones that you come across that like involve other objects of power throughout the Federal Bureau of Control are like the real draw for me. Like, there's one where you have to go cleanse this mirror, and it's got this puzzle that you have to solve. That to one's even so fucking it. cool. The where you yeah. have to get into its into its containment cell. Yeah. Um, and you can ruin that a little bit too because it's actually kind of cool to talk about because you're supposed to be there's one camera that lets you see a, the mirror directly forward on right so you can see what well, it's, it's right and left side yeah you can see what it's reflecting back essentially right and and it, it's universe it, it's reflecting a pattern in these shutters and you have to open the shutters in order to get through the door a really really yeah. cool puzzle it requires you to kind of look at look at it from a different way for sure yeah and then it's like and it's followed up by this like you actually enter the mirror dimension and it's like an alternate reality of the small little section you're in and you go through these like little events to trigger a fight against yourself one of the hardest fights one of the hardest fights in the game at least for me as well up until that point because yeah she's the only one that you face well your copy or whatever that can Mm -hmm. use some of those powers Right. So you have yeah, to so you're like, you have. your alternate dimension. You do, self. and it's how many. Yeah. It, That's and it's how many powers you have unlocked at the time. Like you're it's, right. and right. she can use all of them. Like <laughs> so, it's the first time I'm like getting shit like actively thrown at me quick enough that I'm having to dodge it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like right. that kind of shit. Super cool. She shields too. Like she'll throw a shield up. Like and she has three phases, so she'll do. Um, one technique per phase, or whatever gotcha. it is. But it, I, yeah, I agree. Not, up. not to piggyback off of that, but it's one of the harder fights. I feel like 
Um, I didn't play the DLC, but it sounds really it's, cool. Though. It's cool no, as dude. fuck. Yeah, and yeah, how it all looks the, like, too. Like the cool boss fights were all side quests. Like every gotcha. one of them, basically. The main game boss fights were all right for the most part. Yeah. Right. Well, nice, dude. Um, who wants to go next, Dylan, Evan? Okay. Seems like you guys both had enough to say. Get mine out of the way. Um. So. I I agree 100% with what Justin said. Uh, Pre-preface, I did not buy the DLC or play it. So, But I did finish the game. Um, I think that it's, it's one of the cooler stories that I've played in a really long time. Um, if you're familiar with like internet lore, um, there's this concept called... Uh, it's SCP, right, Evan? It's yeah. Secure, secure, Contain, and Protect. And essentially... What it is is it's a Wikipedia filled with a bunch of fan writing about these objects. People will create an object of power and they'll write a full dossier right. of yeah. it. And it's it's just fan fiction and creative writing. Um, but I love it. I love that concept. I love everything about it. Well, this um, game was based off of that, dude. Yeah, it's literally written off of SCP. And so, yeah. um, you know, there's some differences in like the objects of power that they include in that game or not some of the shit that's in scp so like there's this like no-eyed man that's in a containment cell like almost to the core of the earth that is an scp in some of that fan fiction that's cool um and he like drags people into the other dimension and skins them and shit like it's fucking crazy like they're intense as fuck yeah so there's probably a little too heavy-handed for this game oh yeah so there's (laughs) shit in there that but they selected a really good piece of it and they i feel like they really did a good justice of of that topic in particular there's also a tv show called warehouse 13 that relies on that that uh architecture as well um i just i thought the concept of this game was so fucking cool it is. It's a. It's a cool like, game. It's. It's, it, it's like. Yeah, it's I. Like freaky and trippy and fucking. Just out there, dude. And mechanics shifting around you and. The mechanics are a one. The fighting is fluid and consistent. Um, there were some times where I like begrudgingly entered an area because I knew it was going to spawn some enemies, and I'm like, sure. Ugh. right. <laughs> like I don't want to deal with that. I just want to run to my objective, but. When yeah. you get powerful later on, it's not a very hard fight. It's pretty quick, and you could throw a couple of objects. I like that there were few. Yeah. I like that. Once you get the ability to throw three. Yep. I like that there was a stat tree for all of those abilities, so that there were mutations of these objects or these these powers nice. later on. I, I kind um, of figured that the powers kind of mutated and changed. Like obviously, I just I literally watched like a cut together movie version of the game. So, so there's I didn't see any of that. Like, but uh, just I noticed the, every now and then you'd pick something up and it would say like whatever skill like upgraded or something like that. Yeah, so, Ju- uh, Justin touched on it a little bit. You know, the, with the throw, there's uh the final upgrade on one of its trees is you can gather three objects in one throw and it will throw them like together, but semi individually. Right. So you, the, can, you can throw them separately or individually. I never, I never threw them so, separately. But, yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's a, that's it, a really cool nuanced system that they built there. And there's like a, you know, the, one of the things that I really appreciated about it was the movement in the game, like physical movement, because you get a float and you get a dash and you can dash in the air um, while you're floating. Like it's pretty unrestrictive on how you can move in that game. 
um you know other than you know how much uh, how much stamina do you have at the time you know or things like that that's really the only restriction on that movement but once you get later on into the game you can dash you know five six eight times depending on your modifiers and your um nice there's these little things that you can equip um to your weapons and things like that that will help with those abilities so that's pretty cool little gems essentially is what they equate to that lets did you did you find the like legendary version no i don't believe so well, in the base game the grip gun variant has a legendary upgrade that is called eternal fire where every time you hit a shot you get a shot back so if you're just unloading in something's gut you have unlimited ammo that's a really yeah, that's, cool that's perk. Sick, yeah, yeah I, did, I did not get that. It's um, the only. It's like a secret side quest thing, and then they included others for like all the other games, but they only did that in the like second DLC, which felt a little unfair to me. You know, and, and there's a there's a couple of other things that that I'll I'll touch on, and then I'll kind of yield to Evan because um, it's kind of hard. You don't want to cover everything in one person's topics, but like, I really um, enjoyed jesse as a character um my only gripe about this game and it's just because of where i played it i had a copy on steam too but um my xbox one is one of the first generation original consoles right so it's the forza limited edition um thing sounds like a fucking airplane playing that game um it just really struggles and there's some like texture pop and stuff that'll happen, you can tell because it's just a little older. Um, mostly the graphic fidelity was super good. Um, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of like uncanny valley um, in this game. Like it looked all pretty, yeah, dude, convincing and. Um, dude, I thought they did a really good job with the character modeling. Like, they, they nailed it. It was especially crazy. with uh, Jesse. Like they they crushed. It was her better than Man of Medan, which was built around that concept. Yeah. Like, no, it, it did a really good job. And did it, the game ever crash on you, Dylan? Yes. Um, it's, yeah. It, it I hard, have a lot of crashes. So there's like soft locks and hard locks, right? When you oh. talk about crashing, and I got two hard locks um, that were a issue because I did not checkpoint beforehand. Did you guys have issues um, when you paused your game? It would freeze up bad too. I did have a little bit of pausing at the menu, um, for sure. And then when you came out of the pause menu, sometimes it would take a, a minute to like catch up. Um, you know, it just it feels like it's loading in assets, right, or something like that. Like there's right. just a lot. Sometimes that it's... I, f- I feel like that's a result of everything just being downloaded these days instead of having a hard disk. Either, I think that there's some of that, right? I think that there's a little bit more of the fact that you know that game was really made for. PC audiences, it kind of suffers a little bit in the same way that Cyberpunk does. But I feel like they did a much better job because it's these isolated, you know, um, rooms and things like that. And large areas are not even super large, right? So I feel like it gets away with it. And it's not. Yeah, if this game tried to be open world, it would crash like Cyberpunk does because you can rip chunks out of the wall. So, like, the system has to be keeping track of all those little pieces and particles all the yeah. time like every time every time mine crashed it was a hard crash it happened like five or six times and it was always an out of memory issue because it just literally had so much shit it was trying to keep track of that my xbox is like i can't and then it just died. It. Yeah. yeah and you know i think i think that um the 
I was kind of, I had a sense that there was some things a little wonky with, like, the relationship between her and her brother, because there are pieces that, you know, Jesse doesn't remember, or doesn't remember clearly, and you hear these tapes of her talking to a therapist, right? And that tape in particular kind of highlights the, um, some of the story pieces. I really enjoyed the TV shows, um, The Threshold Kids and stuff like that, that was, was just creepy as shit. it was just fucking great it's a it's a big part of the ambiance of that game it just creeps you the yeah. fuck out and you're Definitely. just like what the fuck is going on here right yeah, like the dude. first one you see ends with the kids staring at you okay. looking in the tv <laughs> right like it, it's really intentionally meant yeah, to be off-putting and it's also a little bit of alan wake in that um effect the only thing i could talk about differently with anyone else is that i'm familiar with the alan wake series of games and so these universal issues and multi-universe issues are prevalent in the alan wake games um can i, can I ask you yeah how big of a character is dr hartman and alan wake if you remember him he's a he's a massive character in alan wake he's um, the main bad guy of the second dlc Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, hell yeah. So, um, you know, there were some... I'm glad that they did the DLC to tie those universes together. I don't necessarily enjoy the end of that game. And I'll be yeah. semi-specific about it because, you know, it's it's helpful for people who are walking into it. Um, there's a end fight in that game... Um, that requires you go through several tiers of enemies, like vertically, and that it really does expect you to have most of the powers unlocked, including some of the secondary powers available to you. I didn't think that the secondary powers were really obfuscated because you can find them in the areas that you're walking into for main quests anyway. Usually they're like just off to the side. Um, are you talking about Alan Wake, or are you talking? About no, Wake? I'm talking about I'm talking about okay. control. So every time gotcha. you go into a new area for a mainline quest, um, there's like a little offshoot of that area that will have a object of power that you can go face, gotcha. and you can get a new power. Or sometimes so, it's a complement to a current power that you have, or whatever. But so you get your powers from the objects of power because, like, once you touch them, you know their mm-hmm. powers transfer to you. You bond with um, them. Yeah. Right. So once you do that, or I mean, so you get them from those, and then so if you do side quests, you get powers that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were. You can miss powers yeah. entirely for sure. So yeah. actually, I wanted to ask you about that too, Dylan, because it was something I forgot to mention on my uh, like time. But they so the dash power is optional. I don't know oh, really? if everybody yep. played this, but yeah, it's it's and it's it'd be hard not to do it. It's a very quick side quest, and it's right there. But like, it is gotcha. technically optional. So they had to design their levels around that being optional later, which basically meant Jesse could just fucking fly around the astral plane, and I didn't have to use like ninety percent of the platforms they put out for me a lot of the time. Was yeah, that... yeah, it's my when, experience too. How far into the game do you get the flying ability though? So the flying ability comes yeah. in about halfway. Yeah, that's what I would say. And then versus the dash ability. The dash ability is in the initial first part of the game. Uh, so you could be really hurting until you get that flying ability if you miss the dash ability for movement absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. so but one of the things that i will say is that i like games that are willing to do that because um 
you know, it's not handholdy. Like it, it, yeah. it, it asks you not very politely to to go look for it. So, um, for sure. So I like that. And they, I mean, they want you to enjoy the game. So they, you know, they want you yeah. to fucking get all the powers. And then my my final thing that I'll talk about um, super quick is I just like the fact that it dumps you back out into the Federal Bureau after you're done with the mainline story so that you can go clean shit up afterwards. And I like that yeah. she she gets a new outfit. She gets the director's outfit, which is a suit and her hair is back in a right. clip and shit. And, I, right. and, I, and it felt real and right. Um you know that there's that's kind of what i was talking about yeah. about how it felt like it wrapped up real nice you know it's like you know they got but, the hiss out of there uh, they at least let shut the portal they're still hissing the building but once they clear them out then they should be good her brother's cleansed but in a coma setting him up for a sequel i felt like it generally kind of wrapped it up pretty good uh but leaving it open for a sequel that's i just i disagree because you don't really stop the hiss invasion yeah you don't having you don't you, you don't figure out what's going on with polaris or if the bureau was what were they secretly testing you or like ati right he i was super into yeah. ati i was yeah. like what is this guy yeah. is, he, is he a fucking god like yes. what what is he right and but you you don't know what's his deal who knows like an unresolved right or what happens to dr darling right Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Um, I I did watch a couple extra YouTube videos on on it, so maybe that in my mind wrapped it up more for me. Um, it, it looked like me that the to me that the basically the bureau remains in like eternal lockdown and no so, one is safe. Right? So I'm like, from great what job. I, what I watched on YouTube was basically like when she shut off the projector and cleansed her brother shutting off the projector closed the portal that was the portal for the hiss to infiltrate this reality um or this dimension and so when she shut that that stopped the hiss from being able to come in and infect more people and then they were basically just left with the hiss infected that were still in the building um that's what but even I, after you hundred percent the game, like the NPCs are still talking about how like the hiss have overrun the building and stuff. Right, like. and that's what that's what I mean is like that's part of setting it up. But I mean, as far as like invading it from the other dimension, they've closed the portal to that. I guess. I don't. I don't think it's to anything genius to as far as they're they're like trying to set anything up. I think if they set up anything, they set up a mystery that was so complicated that. The writers eventually they realize that any answer would fail to bring everything together into any kind of logically sound, satisfying whole. Like you, I've I've read books like that, right? They eventually yeah. get to, yeah. <laughs> and the story's great and it's inventive and immersive, but at some point they've put too many ingredients into the fucking pie. Right. I, I mean, I it's will like say a when I was, ending, right? <laughs> when I was done watching the thing on the main, like the two and a half movie thing on YouTube, um, I was definitely confused as fuck, and that's why I went searching for like explanation videos of like, okay, so what the fuck actually like happened in Control? <laughs> like, so yeah, for sure. Like, I was definitely super confused at the end of it. Um, well, what are some positive things you have to say about the game? <laughs> Who positive? I mean, look, I I love the game. I had a ton of fun playing it um you know uh, a lot of um what justin said like i could completely relate to i was fully immersed in this environment um the setting was really intriguing 
uh, the, the, it was well paced. I, I liked, you know, at the beginning, there's not very much action going on, but you're bewildered enough, you know, to just the, to, I was looking at everything, right? Like, uh, I was spending a lot of time just wandering around looking at shit, you know, before you actually start combat. <clears throat> right. I mean, and that's I can ultimately, that's ultimately why I just resulted to the YouTube is because like I, I played probably about 30 minutes of it. I got to like right when you find the director and I had to get off like the old director after he had died. Well, see, that's and, when it hooked to me. I, well, and I was already hooked. It was already intriguing. It was like already just shrouded in this fucking cloud of mystery, dude. And you want to know what the hell is going on. And the internal monologue that she has the whole time, you know, it keeps it intriguing and you hear her perspective and stuff on things. Um, but honestly, like I, I was doing the same thing. I was looking in every corner and I was only 30, min 30 minutes into the game. And it took me 30 minutes to get to that first milestone mm -hmm. when you fucking find the director. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get anywhere near enough into this game to really talk about it. I'm just going to fucking get the Cliff Notes version on YouTube so I can at least talk about the story, if nothing else. Um, but well, please continue. No, I, and that's the first time it hooked me was in that director's room because, like right. I said, I was I was looking at everything right, and I noticed the very first thing I noticed when I picked up the service weapon is that it was now my face in yep. the director's portrait. Right, that's yeah. when I was like, "Man, this shit's gonna be this is gonna be great." I was like, I, like I said, I was intrigued. Uh, but I, I pay attention to really stupid details. So um, the first time you walk past Ati, he's mopping. And uh, I just happened to catch uh, the light angle. And you could see his the wet marks of his, where, where he dragged his mop through the floor. Yeah. You know, just random stupid That's shit awesome. that they spent so oh, much time you know um i i will say that you know you can tell it's made for next gen um it really pushes what the xbox one can do um the i wasn't in love with the motion blur at first but i realize like you know why that's in there um it would just be it just wouldn't look right it'd be too sharp and choppy uh, without the motion blur, especially on my generation console, the textures and things look great. I'm really picky about shit like this, but uh, there were a lot of times where everything just looked wet to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, um, you know, but it was like just small, war stupid things that I was really picking on the game. I think that's uh, part for, of they like added depth to shit. You know, like they they were trying to like add depth but it was already a dark game so how do you add depth without shadows in a dark game add a little sheen to it overall though everything looked great the character animations um were really cool i wish they had done an animation for her to climb down things you know they did all of these really intricate animations for her body movements um but she, you know, you can't climb down off of it. Off, she just yeah. kind of stumbles off of it, you know, <laughs> which I, I just, it's a little shit like that that I'm like, what? you know. Um, yeah. But that's just me being uh, nitpicky. Uh, I love the pacing of the game. You know, I literally, if there, if you could fuck around with it, I fucked around with it in the game. You're playing with radios, listening, right. 
to all of the music on all of the radios. <laughs> um, it's all got meaning. <laughs> you know, uh, I was yeah, I was looking for I was looking yeah. for things where there probably weren't any. Um, but at the same time, in a game like this, you never know where they could be hiding little fucking Easter eggs or like hints or clues about something. I loved all of the old technology. You know, that's something you don't yeah. really find out either. Like, how come you can't have modern tech in the building? No, they explained um, that in, like, one of the very first documents in the game. Uh, well, maybe I missed that. So let me say that I was... I, I did not spend... I, for, I kept telling myself, I'm going to go back and read these documents, you know. Um, right, right. I, I wanted to collect them all, but honestly, I did not read... Uh, most of those. It doesn't help it, that uh, there's like a million and a half of them. Yeah, I know. Like, that's how I always get. Like I read every fucking one of them, and there were times where I spent five minutes in a room with my controller on my coffee table, just staring at my TV. Dude, that's how I get in these games when you have to collect documents like that. I mean, it's like anything, like Assassin's Creed, or like you know, you, you collect like little notes. Bioshock is that way, right? Yeah. The audio like logs. I'll read the first few, but after the first one that has like a fucking two screen scroll meter on the right on the right i'm like man i can't just read that one of these so i collect them and i'm like i'll read them later to get the context you control every one of them is single page so you don't have to deal with any of that shit that's good really nice but yeah dude and like for the record evan the reason was like for some reason modern technology wasn't like old enough to be stable in the oldest house and like they'd they like had theories on it, but it would just like blow, like if you brought an iPhone in, it would blow up in your pocket. So it literally uh, okay. just wasn't wow. stable enough okay. to be able to be in the house. Like not sense. enough in the social zeitgeist or something like that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, the oldest house was a trip in itself. Like you can't. It, it literally was an entire building that was this um, object of power, right? And you can't even find it unless you're looking for it. Like that's just trippy as hell. Well, it's crazy. Well, like Justice said, it kind of reminded me of the Dark Tower. Yeah. Like that's really what it reminded me of. Um, I will say that I loved the name, the oldest house. I was yeah. so in love with that. I, I don't know why, but I hated the name, the hiss. Yeah, I, I was know, like, who dude. did they pass this off to their five year old? Like, what are we going to name the bad guy, Billy? I <laughs> hiss. <laughs> you know, like every yeah, time they definitely. said it. It would it annoyed me, right? <laughs> uh, and it was interesting at first. You know, the other uh, NPCs were like, "Oh, the hiss is that what we're calling it now?" But it seemed like the further you got along in the game, people were just like the hiss. And I'm like, "Where did yeah. you hear that?" Like, "How would you?" I, one thing, um, you've been talking one to thing that yeah. I really liked <laughs> was that, like, talking about the portrait thing that Evan was talking about. I liked the fact that when you met a new NPC, they knew that you were the director. Mm-hmm. Like they had fucking gotten, they just saw your fucking photo everywhere. Like, like they it had gotten the, yeah, the memo, like it. But it was just kind of interesting that they took the time. They also sounded kind of pissed that you were the director. Some, some of them, like, them did. The time. Yeah, right. so, I guess fifty-fifty. A lot of them were just like, "All right, cool, let's do it." Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're like, "Oh, you're the new director. Okay, cool. Take a second." And yeah, like, save right, us. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's your plan, us. bitch? Because nobody else has one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, so here's the last oh, thing we're gonna say. A new director, I've worked here for 15 years, but fuck you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how so, promotions work in this fucking building. <laughs> so the, the, finds the, a magical who gun. Who would work there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, magic gun, and now you're in charge of it. Real life. Fuck. How the hell did you? How the hell did you get the director job? Open the door. I picked up a gun. Fucking good enough. Yeah. <laughs> good enough. God damn it! Why didn't I think of that? I should have opened up there higher. I was like Kylo Ren in the Last Jedi. Like the director is dead. 
long live the director. Yeah. <laughs> so um the the last thing I'll say and I, I just want to know everyone else's thoughts on this so um the death penalty mechanic in the game. So um does everybody understand how that works where you know you're amassing source so it's like a it's a currency basically um that you get for killing enemies right it's called source and you use that stuff on the ground um you know i never noticed myself picking any of it up uh at first i thought it was uh but no no, that's that's ammo oh that's Uh, health that's right the ammo regens right yeah no no, no, you're right yeah that is the completing things and killing shit gotcha um but you, you use it you purchase weapons and uh, you know, weapon mods and, and things like that. Um, but, y- y- you know, so you, you die, you lose source, right? Like, it's a pretty common sure. mechanic in games. And at first, you know, you're just losing like a few hundred. Uh, you're not that worried about it, right? Um, but my problem is, like, further in the game, um, I got really fed up. For, for a while because the the boss fights are pretty intense like that was something else man is you know the the general random battles you run into they're fun you know so it feels like a good exercise but the the boss battles had me on the edge of my seat um but i was getting fucking thrashed by uh by by a few of the different bosses man and you're losing like 10 percent of your total Right, yeah, and <laughs> I was just watching my source disappear, and I was just like, "This, it, I don't know, man." It was it discouraged me so much that I like I quit playing it for a few days. I, I almost so, didn't come back to play it. So I, I don't know about Justin, but there, there's one, there's one area that I can think of that I had an issue with that, and it was the cigar maze, um, the ashtray the, maze, or the ashtray maze. Sorry, yeah, not the cigar maze. Um, ashtray maze because you get about halfway through that maze and there's a um a big room that opens up with some of these like there's two heavy enemies two elites and then there's several smaller and i actually died twice there and ended up going back to the beginning and and that was kind of a shitty penalty to have to eat but i don't to be very honest and at least until the end of the game i didn't die enough for it to be an issue like and i don't mean that as in like a elite gamer moment but like i didn't because i had the powers from the side quests and stuff like that i feel like i i did not die as much until i got to the last part of that game um so i never really ate that penalty because i got all my upgrades in the beginning to the middle of that game and then this game core concept is souls like again in that it has like you know, the checkpoints are all basically just bonfires and your death system is essentially just souls, but you lose 10% mm. instead of 100%. And like the second you give me a fucking dodge ability, I'm deadly. Like I'm going to be flying around. I'm going to be flitting around this battlefield super fast, killing everything. And that was basically like the second I realized, like I said earlier, that I couldn't take cover. I was like, oh, okay, it's doom. And yeah, like I just, and once it gave me a teleport ability, like fuck that game over. Right, yeah. But then, like, so, towards the end in the DLCs, they, like, gassed the enemies up, and, like, <laughs> I started dying out of nowhere, and it was really frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Especially when you get cocky, because you've been playing yes. through it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So Evan, did you do a lot of side questing? Um, you know, uh, at at first, because I just wanted to explore everything, I, I was doing a lot of the side the side quests. I kind of broke off of that once um, they started throwing those. Uh, what is that? What are, is the random the events? Random ones? Yeah, dude. Yeah, those are annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the well, they did a, kind of a poor job of, or maybe I just missed it in one of the hundreds of memos that they give you. But no, um, man, those just start popping up. Some of the mechanics of the game, I was a little lost on, and that was one of them, right? And the first time I went to do one of those and I died, I went back to replay the mission. It was gone, yeah, right? you can fail I, the optional ones mm -hmm. permanently, which is... Yep. But what I will say is it's only the ones that are, like, first of all, time-sensitive. Second of all, they rotate. Like, it's the randomly yeah. generated quests that you can lose forever. You can't... I, at least I didn't come across one side quest or primary quest that I could fail permanently. I didn't worry about it once I figured out that they weren't important to yeah. the story. It, it's literally yeah. just to give you more, you know, more source <laughs> that you're losing yeah. tens of thousands of when you're getting thrashed, you know? <laughs> uh, but look, overall, I know I listed probably more bad points than good ones, um, but I had a phenomenal time, right? Playing this game. I'm, I'm just yeah. nitpicky sometimes. Um, but it, it's great. If, if you haven't played it, you should play it. Uh, it's definitely worth a purchase. If you don't have game pass, uh, 100%, uh, great game. Nice. Well, yeah, dude. Um, Johnny, Kyle, do you guys both play it? Yeah, I, uh, I didn't play much of it because work and then procrastinating, you know, I didn't, yeah. I just, bottom line, I just didn't do um well what are your thoughts on procrastinating it? it's procrastinating <laughs> i mean it's it's a great game i mean i'm i fully plan to finish it i got to mission six, through mission five so i got up to mission six which one is that uh it's right after you talk to the commander and then it kind of like teleports you to uh next like the presidential suite i want to say or oh yeah okay yeah so there's like a an area with a with a office that you get to via an elevator. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once I first got into this game, it, I like the, the upside down pyramid that's in your hand in this universe fits that it, I never questioned that the, the upside down pyramid is like the voice in your head, but it's also your boss. Like, and I never found myself actually questioning that really. I love the the text that it would place, and it had a replacement or a redaction, like a dash, and it was like, "You will like terminate slash kill this or whatever yeah. is what it would say." I liked right. it because yeah. it added a weird element. To you'd it. get ones that you'd get ones later on, like "You will slash will not survive." Like I liked the okay first really quick. Sorry, small interjection. That fucking hotel. That you go to the motel in between shit. Yeah. Like I actually really liked that, and I like the puzzles yeah. that are associated with that that motel. But anyway, I'm gonna get back. Yeah, to the, the one that the one that I just finished was uh, where you have to put make the rooms look exactly the same. Yeah, that I was missed, cool. I missed the fucking radio because I couldn't it didn't pop up as an option for the radio. And I was like, what? I was stuck in there for like ten minutes trying to figure that shit out. 
Isn't from, it like off to the side too or something? It's like yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one that's got these fucking clocks, bro, and it's one of the most annoying puzzles in the world. I like literally raged at this one. So each room has a clock in it, right? And there's a clock at the front desk. And as soon as you hit the bell, it stops on a time, right? And you're supposed to go into the room and run the clock on the table until it hits that time and then stop it, right? Sounds like it's super easy. But if you go anywhere slightly over the time or slightly under the time, it makes you do it again. So you have to go back to the fucking desk and hit that bell twice again to reset the puzzle and then come back to it. Or And I've had to actually just exit the room entirely. So you go, you pull the string, you go back, and then I went back into the area, pulled the string instead of just resetting the puzzle because it was quicker. But fuck that puzzle. But anyway, is bad at Guitar Hero. I'm all right at Guitar Hero. You can't even say that. We grew up together. <laughs> I'm like, I knew that one would cut deep. <laughs> I'm a little offended. Yeah, even, well, even like the weapon, the weapon and skill upgrades, they it makes you feel strong too. Up until they start leveling up the enemies, so like each each upgrade you get, it feels significant. Uh, to where you're at in the story too. Which ones did you uh, use primarily? I just upgraded all the throw, like the throw damage. Got you. And then what guns did everybody use really quick? Charge. I used use the regular ones. The standard one. I enjoyed the stand like the very beginning. That's it? Like the Magnum? Yeah. I ran the Magnum and the spin. Those were my two that I used because it had like a nice targeted the so the spin was the it's an automatic full fire auto. yeah full auto oh. yeah so you had like a you had a one shot for like shooting people at a distance and then you right. had a, a fully auto for people when they got close that's what i used then you had like a power shot too don't in that you Johnny, could, i was gonna yeah, ask could do that. did you use charge or did you pierce. use pierce i i got pierce i didn't yeah. even get the charge yet. i got yeah. pierce before the charge Grip and Pierce, and that was all I ever fucking needed. Yeah, even if you run out of like the two charge shots, and I would just use the throw ability. Yeah, dude, that's literally a combat in a nutshell. That's why it was so easy for me. Like, because it really is like Evan. Like, you might have died a lot of times because you were just using a different loadout than me. But like, I definitely was using the OP loadout from the beginning because if you just gas up the like telekinesis throw ability. And you gas up your levitate time, and you get a lot of energy like uh, upgrades, and you use grip and pierce with like damage upgrades on them. You can rip through everything the first like eighty percent of the game throws at you with like no effort. With the smaller enemies, powerful as fuck. Well, with that, with the little smaller enemies, so like regular standard bots. um, If you do one throw at them, it's a one hit kill. So yeah. it's like that made for great combat because you get the ability to have these three independent objects with that throw later on, right? And those upgrades were cheap, to be honest. Like that you can get them pretty quick, and so you you could kill three people with one use, right? Just straight yeah. out the bat, and then that's half of the mob right there, Dude, and then I, you can pull I, that gun and out. You can. I thought it was cool that, or funny, anyways, how you can just chuck the people you'd already killed too. <laughs> yeah, you get or to even the point. Like, you just yeah. pick them up, chuck them at his buddy, and it's like once you have it high enough, it's even when they're low level, it'll you'll like kill them <laughs> and like rip them up and then like throw them at their friend. <laughs> so I wanted to ask about one ability 
uh, again, I only watched that thing, so I don't know shit about the gameplay mechanics. It looked like at one point, whoever was playing in this playthrough I was watching was changing people with the hiss to normal. Yeah, you can yeah, possess you can them. them. Yeah, yep. so it's called possession. And oh. the, it starts off... Um, I, it, well, you... I just... Real quick, I just thought it was weird because they make a point that you can't cleanse people of the hiss. So, That's the only reason I... So it doesn't. So one of the things okay. that if you notice... Their heads blow up. Their heads blow up. Yeah, so oh. um, what it does is uh, early on, you can only possess lower level enemies that are low on health, right? So you have to like do a little bit gotcha. of damage to them, and then you hold the button to possess them. You get upgrades gotcha. to be able to possess all of the the people categories, so small, medium, large, and then you get possession without having to get them at low health, too. So those oh, are the other options. Like You can just walk up and possess someone. But Justin's right. It, yeah. it, it works like the Bioshock Infinite possession ability where they kill themselves after the fact. Gotcha. Like the, the head okay. explodes. So yeah, but that it's a really How cool long ability. Does it, last? It, it that so that duration changes upgrade with upgrades. It? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So like, it, like you have a fully I think, it's, I think it's a I think it's a a minute or two that like you that you get with them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. That's pretty cool. Anything else, Johnny? You had to personally um, say. I mean, so I was dying at first too in the beginning too, and that's because I play all third-person shooters as a uh, cover base because I used to play Gears of War a lot, so I, I that's my go-to. Um, as soon as Justin told me to play it like Doom, I was having a much better time at killing the enemies and just <laughs> dodging and running at them. Right. It's really the confidence, right? Like, if you have confidence in your skill set and you have confidence in, like, entering in engagements, like with Doom, right, then well, you're going to succeed every time. Like you just go with it and believe, and you will you will do it. Remember, you are the most deadly thing in the room. That's it's funny because the second DLC is like horror based, but the whole time I'm like, I'm a fucking god. I'm not afraid of anything in this building. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. I feel like they kind of try to feed you that confidence too, and tell you, and inadvertently tell you not to play like a pussy because like she gets more point, confident, too. right? Because she yeah. gets more confident. She's talking to one of the guards or something. There's like, there's some monster in there. We just need more firepower to get in there. She's like, I'll do it. And he's like, yeah. he's like I'll be your firepower. I got it. So yep. it's like, I feel like they almost try to feed you that confidence and be like, dude, get in there and go after it. Like you don't have to hide. You're the fucking, like you said, deadliest fucking thing in the room. Like just <laughs> fuck them up. So I think I'm it's I'm a doom player, bitch. I'm yeah, coming for that life for it. Good luck. <laughs> Cause like Johnny, I do the same thing with all pretty much all third persons. I'm always trying like playing cover base and like just trying to hide and like take peak shots and like get what I can, especially on higher difficulties. Um so I just I think it's kind of funny because I didn't even realize that until just now when we were talking about it, but I they almost just kind of feed that to you and tell you just Yeah, before. for sure. I found myself dying a lot when I was trying to cover strat too yeah but i fully intend to play this the, game too the cover pretty much all that the, the cover mechanic is like not well developed in this game so i would right. give you that like it's not For a, a reason, gears yeah. game it does I mean, not operate yeah, that way that like, yeah. you can they, you can take cover and it sometimes is effective right at like sure. at like keeping you can run behind a wall yeah, yeah but you can tell yeah. that they did not plan this game so no 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 no, they no, don't no. build giant blocks in the middle of the room for you to hide behind. There's like pillars yeah. on the side in a giant room as there normally would be. It's not like designed cover for the game. Yeah. They give you a little bit if you need it. Um, but yeah, so Kyle, what do you think? 
Um, I thought this was a great game. Um, quite enjoyed it a lot. I like the detail they like what you guys said. I like the detail they put into it. Like when you're fighting in it, if you're throwing stuff, stuff would break and just the little bits of extra detail they go into it. I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. I love the fighting mechanic in this one. Part of me just because it's just exciting when I see those red lights starting to flicker when you're entering a room and you're like, shit's about to go down. So it's like you're either <laughs> right. running towards yeah. it, I would run towards it, and then sometimes and it's just fun because that game mechanic is you can try and kill the enemies however way you want in your mind. You can yeah. either throw stuff at them. Like I would sometimes just make it fun in my head where I take cover when there's three of them coming, I'd run towards them, start shooting and run to another little cover trying to get them. Um, I noticed for me, if I hated when I would make my shots and I would use a full clip because that took forever for it to reload sometimes. Yeah. And that was before I could start grabbing stuff. So you always have to, you had to be like careful with your shooting too. Can you upgrade the weapon for a slower recharge time? Or a faster um, recharge? There, I mean? There's there's some of them I picked up for upgrades that you can do faster reloads for it, but it doesn't okay. really make a difference in my opinion. Sure. What Justin was saying about that unlimited ammo, I want to try and get there because that sounds really nice. That is cool, yeah. Dude, um, the, the like I just want to say the second level upgrade for Pierce removes the charge time entirely. Fuck yeah, so oh, you're just shooting shit. a fucking sniper rifle nice. with no yeah. charge. You don't think we're worth it, yeah. boy. A sniper <laughs> rifle from like 100 feet away max. Like... Yeah, it's a double tap all of a sudden. That's insane. And then I messed up too because I didn't realize X was to change the weapon that you want to decide from. So every time I was doing the shotgun, I was like, I don't fucking want this gun. I don't think so it I ever. Can, uh, I don't think it ever gives you an on-screen prompt. No, I never saw any. Yeah, because I had I to like, figure that out myself too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Damn, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, I was in. I had to fight Keep like that mind. loading guy, and I had the shotgun. And I'm like, I'm. I got so fucking pissed because I kept dying that I figured out you had to press X to switch back to your reg to the regular pistol. Fur furiously gets on the internet and looks at Wikipedia and is like, I how did. do I do this? <laughs> I literally did. I was so annoyed with it. But That's yeah, the, the first one I struggled with was with that floating boss that would throw stuff at you because I didn't have evade. So he, I had to like hide behind like little corners of walls just to try and shoot him so the debris would hit the freaking pillar. Dude, he comes back. He's the final side quest in the game, and he is the hardest boss in the game. It's pretty He's crazy. the one I went to the party with you guys yeah. complaining about the other day. He uh -huh. is the hardest fight in the game by a fucking lot. <laughs> that's, that's in the... So when you go back, it's in the turntable, right? That last fight with him. It's go. like one of the offshoot rooms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a hard fight, too. I didn't... Yeah, I, I forgot Who's about that. Who's the boss? What's his tell. name? So, Takami? Dr. Tomasi. Tomasi, there oh, we Tama go. He's like yeah. one of the first ones you fight, isn't so he? So, he comes back. Yeah. He, he escapes in that yeah. first thing. Right, And then right, he's the yeah. final side quest, and Justin's right. That, that side quest is fucking hard. Because he's like yeah. one of those enemies that... There's these enemies that float. And when you throw something at them, they can dodge they that. Dodge it. Right? Yeah. And he's one yeah. of those enemies, but he has all these other abilities too, and it sucks. And a shield. Yep. <laughs> doesn't the throw, if you land a throwing object on him, doesn't it break their shield? Uh, depends. Sometimes. He's like, I mean, he like, gets what you're throwing well, at he's him. He's a boss. I'm sure it's tougher. But no, even yeah. without bosses, if you throw oh, certain okay. things, sometimes their shield will be at half. So yeah. it just depends. If you're just gotcha. going to throw like 
a chair, then it's not going to do. But if you throw a fucking it, it boulder, object, I got you. Or you could like trick them and like they'll dodge once and hit them with something quick, and you'll get them like. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, that fighting mechanic's good. Um, I want to know. I don't know if you guys are well for Justin or Dylan, but um, for that maze course, for that timer, do you get anything worth it, or am I wasting my time? You don't have to. You don't. You don't necessarily get anything worth it. So he's talking about the when you go into I know what that. About, but I don't yeah, remember what he gets. I don't think that you get anything. I think you may get a collectible. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't anything I remember getting. So, but you're Lots right. Of- I I repeated it and did it and did it over and over again until I got it. Um, but you have to have the evade to yeah, get I that time. A, yeah, because it's like it's like I was shooting enemies just fine, but then when it's a time course and you have to hit those little targets, I'm missing every time. Oh, that's the shield ability. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, he's right. Well, yeah, neither are you. Got the shield ability. Wait, you get the, I no, did, but I never use it. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you get the shield. Yeah. Yeah, I never used. Mm-hmm. I used the shield because there's two achievements that force you to use the shield. <laughs> shield is fucking funny. useless. Like, <laughs> that's funny. And it may have been a better ability if I had been willing to put upgrade points at it, but I was unwilling to because I, I well, did all the other cooler shit. Like the not, that's the that's the thing though. Is it, this is one of those games I feel like where you have so many different powers. You can just you can play it so many different ways. So maybe there's a way that you can use the shield and be really effective. Because there was loadout. It, when I looked at the abilities that you could spec into, it looked like there was an ability for you to shield ram people, yeah. and that would I have did, been kind of a quick paced gameplay fun. I did like a, I did notice when I was um, watching the thing. It, it looked like at some point they were like jumping and then like dashing to do like a power punch or whatever. Yeah, there's um, like ground slam. Gotcha. Okay, so that's not like the shield dash. Okay. When you get the yeah, so you get the float, and then there's also an that's ability where you can ground yeah. slam, but it gives you a circular gotcha. target on the ground. So that, it's an effective radius. Yep. That you do damage in. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you really need it though, because you can just. I feel like the throwing mechanic where you can just you grab and throw it. is like I feel the like best thing in the game. I use it as a novice on enemies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things you could throw in there to just make your fights you know, more fun, just like another move you could do. Yeah, just, like, exactly. Like how you like... can play in your mind of how you want to kill these right. enemies. And that's yeah. why I love about this game. There's just endless op- options of how you can kill in there and still have fun with it. Yeah, man. That's definitely... One of the cooler things about this game is there's so many ways to do, go about it. Do you have but anything else I to say, Kyle? No, I recommend it. I think this game should have been like, how do you, I don't really know how do I say it, like presented more to people. I don't really yeah, feel like marketed, marketed, it, marketed yeah. a little harder. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, because I've never heard that. Definitely. Yeah, it's a it should great have been, game. I think that if they make a second one, which I hope they do, but. They I need to market, market it. They need to welcome that game. I bet like, they would. That should be a console like exclusive type of style too, in my opinion. I can, I mean, it just it got, like, I can see how it got stellar reviews. So, like, I totally agree. And I feel like if they if they do make a sequel, then they, I mean, they'd be smart to put more marketing into it. You know, I think sure. I think that there was a little bit of a fear that the content, in particular, would not have been palatable to everybody because it's like it's kind of weird. Like you're talking about Man, possessed you objects. Me? How and much shit? marketing they put into Dead Space? Yeah, you yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, demon you're right. alien fucking babies I, that you fucking. I guess like, and yeah, the same thing with like the game <laughs> prototype too. 
prefer that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I I agree with Kyle. I think that it didn't it definitely didn't deserve the marketing attention that it that it did. I don't know if they knew it would perform as well. I think you're right. as That's it did. Probably it. And they I just think, put it on Game Pass. Yeah, and I think that it fucking kills it and it kills what it yeah. does. It is a great game. I think it made some of the game of the year talk last year, the year before that when it came out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, man. so so it's, it's there's a, something else that you got to think about too. Is like what other games are coming out when it came out too? What other games are being released during that time? Yeah, there may have been a competing there... action adventure game True. that yeah, it was point. it was fighting exactly. up against or something like that. Most likely an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> Kyle, did yeah. you uh, did you find any of the secret rooms? Those, uh, those vault doors or whatever. No, there's like secret rooms that you can come across throughout the different areas that like if you find the room you get an ability point. So there uh there's one in I particular probably have, but I didn't pay attention to it necessarily. Oh, you notice cuz it oh. pops up an ability oh, point and gives up. you like oh, rare, yeah. like usually they give you like rare materials and shit like that like I found there, there's like 50 of them throughout the like DLC and main game. I found hmm. two rooms that look like sound rooms, like sound engineer rooms. Yeah, were those those were cool because they played All some the of them played the research, right? yeah yep and some of them found some of them played cool music and stuff like that um the other thing that i noticed was that some of them were super high up um yep. like above eye level so you had to float and then break through a piece of glass to get into the room yeah. which was cool it didn't go anywhere like it wasn't a hallway or anything it's like one room sure that you walk into that's but some of them that, some of them had evan would spend 10 bro, minutes and look for details so my problem my fucking problem with that though was that there were some of those collectibles that are in those rooms so like the documents sure, yeah. or whatever so if you were trying to Why genuinely collect all of them you would have had to have looked up like where all of those rooms were located and and visited them. Like I don't think I found all of them playing normally I, without a guy. I found seventy percent, and I was being as thorough as I could have. And so like there were some that were hidden real well. There's so there's like I keep talking about these legendary upgrades. The second DLC has a, a legendary upgrade for your personal and every weapon variant besides the base game one grip. And you get the, the way you get the like personal legendary mod is by finding a secret room inside of a secret room and then decoding a hidden message in the song that plays when you're going through the ashtray maze. And like that's why you listen to the music. Evan was right. You have to play the song in reverse and do math. And then there's like a clock. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dude. There's a clock inside like the hidden room inside the hidden room. That like they're both behind like secret walls that you have to break and shit. Like it's this whole convoluted thing, Wait. and you have to like input like seven numbers in a clock, like the puzzle Dylan was talking about earlier, in a row to open like this other secret room. Fuck. That. <laughs> okay, first of all, so that's some that. fucking Call of Duty Easter egg type yeah. shit. So there's second of all, was that? Did you literally say you have to play it backwards? Just play the song backwards to be able to hear the numbers so that you can do that. Oh the my map. god, that's insane. so. What's crazy? Yeah, there's, awesome. there's. I'll also, look it up on Wiki. There's two other <laughs> examples of that, and there's so in the the research of luck department. Yeah. There's ones where there's like horseshoes on people's desks. There's a cat with like the waving arm, and you have to like engage these items at specific times and change the lights in another room. And then there's also this one that's improbability, and it has um, 
one of you guys can can fill in on this, but it's that contraption where it's got like six balls on strings and you and you. Oh move. yeah, what do they call those? Yeah, what is Newton? Yeah, Newton. Newton balls. Newton balls. Big old Newton balls. Um, oh, what was that, Justin? Newton's cradle. Newton's cradle. That's what it is. Yeah, he's right. So, so what was cool is that there was like a um, a puzzle in the probability department okay. where you had to like match these Newton's cradles to to be clacking at the same consistency. Like you could hear them clack, right? Yeah. And it would you, you would have to line to, them up. You'd have to match the clacking. Yeah, and there was like wow. eight of them that you had to to match their their That's tones insane. or whatever. There's just a bunch of those little puzzles. I think that cool, cool though. I love I love those like types of Easter eggs because I just imagine the coders just having the most fun that they can with it. It's like what's what's the most ridiculous shit that we can make these people do that would make that would give them something cool if they figure it out. If big fucking yeah. if because... some, of them, <laughs> some of them are hard that cat thing that you're talking about. The first DLC has one where you have to do like eight distinct puzzles to collect eight of those things to go to this other secret room that is like filled with those little like waving cat statues. They're called like Maneki Nekos. It's like filled with them. It's like way back in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there's like on the pedestal, these little cat ears that Jesse will put on as like you become a member of like the cat club. You're that's like so funny though. Or whatever. There's that's like a so giant f- one like staring down at you. That's shit. so fucking cool. When you cool. walk in the room, you just hear, Ooh. <laughs> that's too funny, dude. <laughs> That's so That's dope. Great. But there are those little extras that you, the accoutrements to these departments that you get. Yeah. That you can kind of just get lost in for an hour, you know, That's a awesome. piece and find them. But yeah, pretty cool. Nice. Well, uh, Devin, you didn't really play much. Did you have anything to say personally about it, or do we pretty much wrap it, wrap it up? Personally, I think I got maybe about like 30 minutes of it and didn't really get a chance to play much of it, but I am going to do whatever I can to get, you know, get going on the game because for the part that I played, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, the game mechanics of it were very natural, honestly. I felt, felt like they were a little more natural than a lot of other games that I've played. Natural's a good way to put so it. that makes sense. Because you, you definitely yeah. start to feel as a person that you can get more and more aggressive the more you get comfortable yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I right. feel like that's a good way to describe it. Nice. Um, I didn't have Not one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Play, yeah. uh, I'm just going to yeah, play it more. I definitely want to play it more too, man. Because, like I said, I watched the thing, which gave me the gist of the story. But uh, it just seems like such a cool game, and it would be missing out on stuff if I didn't play through it. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about was Ati, the fucking janitor. Like, what a trip that guy was. So he um, he is some kind of interdimensional being, like right? Evan was saying, because yeah. there's I don't ever think they really. And Justin can maybe explain it because he read all of the material, but I don't think it's ever blatant. In telling you it's like not. what Ati is, or like, but he is he but, is consistent. Like he retains memory and like knows what's happened and hasn't through well, he's, he's different been there. dimensions and timeline jumps and stuff like that. So like, Ati, he, Ati has he's been consistent. in that oldest house as long as the oldest house has been around. How the like, fuck do you know that? Was the, that in one of the letters? It, so it 
it doesn't it kind of implies it it's not necessarily super forward with it but he people say things offhanded about ati like oh he's been around as long as i can remember you know that kind of thing you find like documents that say things like how the fuck does that janitor keep getting past the ashtray maze like so he's a fucking (laughs) object of power himself too he was probably in the building when he got he had like a designation like a001 or something and like all the documents yeah yeah, he's he's definitely like a god or something so there's there's like scp material like the actual wikipedia material that talks about things like him right so i think he's just like a mellow version of that but it's just these things that are cross-dimensional creatures that either take a form as something they're pretty generic about it but i think that he is some kind of prominent entity and ati is also semi-responsible from the beginning of like guiding your character through the game oh yeah right 100 so yeah. so that also kind of implies a little bit that there's some crosstalk between the thing that's talking in your head polaris and the the other things going on around you sure right? like, you are uh, polaris well film. yeah also yeah i don't know if you guys caught this but i i missed it the first time too because the little bit i played through i actually played through the first part where you meet ati and i didn't notice this until i was watching the thing on youtube later but the first time you meet him and when you guys are wrapping up your conversation you know he says some weird shit and then she goes i've worked enough like night night shift loner jobs to make it seem like we're coming off like weirdos he's a friendly face to me and then like as you're walking away you, you like said that in your head as the character right and as you're yeah. walking away ati goes better than no face at all am i right could you imagine yeah like, so he can so he hear like the hears shit. yeah what you're saying in your head it's just like so he's just this total fucking enigma he can also <laughs> he can also speak to you when you're in the other realm too. right so there are things that that i i like his character a lot I feel like he's intentionally put there to guide Definitely. and be nurturing. I like the fact that he's one of the first people that gives you like a side quest. You know, that's a, also an indicator of that. It's the clearing the blockage, the first kind of thing you do in the reactor sewers right. or whatever the pumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he's a he's a really cool character. I like that it's like the Swedish, um, like he's yeah Finnish shit that is going on i like the mission where you're like trying to find ati and he's on vacation right yeah and then you go and you stare into the abyss like on the edge of the oldest house and like that's where he is like there's this large room you walk through these pillars and you get to the end and he he gives you i think that's where he gives you the um cassette player to get through the ashtray maze Yep. Um, but you go and stare into this like white abyss at the edge of the oldest house to go find Ati. So like that is also something crazy that that implies that his character is something else, or maybe he's even a part yeah. of the house like entirely. Like that's what I know. think. I think he was probably like fucking in this thing, right? <laughs> like when that shit, whenever. Whatever happened, happened. Whenever the dimensional energy got transferred into this building, I feel like he was on a weekend or some shit, right? The only yep. dude in this place. What's the... And so he himself got empowered as this uh, object of power along with the building, and now he's just permanently there. You know, like a cross-dimensional guy. That's... And he's he's an essential thing, but right? I, like, I feel like he's more than that, too. I definitely do. He's, he's an essential thing. There's a reason why he's a janitor, right? Because what does every building need? 
right that that is some kind of like large functional building and he's a custodian right and and it kind of implies that he just like cleans up after shit like right and and so and he's been doing it for years i like that character and i think that yeah it was the introduction of the people the human beings in the oldest house and then they start documenting him Right, because they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Right, right. and of course they're going to label cryptic. him as an object of power, right? Because that's all they they know. That's all they. That's yeah. yeah. That's that's their understanding of what shit like him is. And it's nobody like understandable, ununderstandable stuff that you just can't. But cool, cool as fuck character. He's worth talking about for a little bit. Yeah, it's super dope for sure. So yeah, man. I mean, generally awesome reviews from this game. I mean, I it got crazy reviews online. It got uh, let me find it out. Nine out of ten on Steam. Eighty-two percent on Metacritic. reviews from Evan. Eighty-six percent like this video game. Well, Evan conceded that it was an amazing game, and that he, you know, the things he was gri- griping on were, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of it was maybe personal preferences, and then Minimal, some of it just was more being just, nitpicky yeah, about mechanics in general. Yeah, and he's um, generally kind of detail oriented like that yeah and that's anyway, fine yeah 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 that's just you know that just kind of lets you know what you're getting into it's a great game but it has its flaws here and there but overall like i said amazing reviews nine out of ten on steam uh 86 of google users 82 on metacritic uh like dylan was saying it did get actually nominated for a ton of awards including game of the year i don't think it ever won game of the year but it won no, it was in a bunch of though. other yeah. it won a bunch of other awards and was nominated for three times as many that it won um, across 2019 oh, and 2020. Do, do you um, know what year it was? Uh, it was nominated in 2019 and yeah. 2020. Because the DLC it was nominated, came out in 2020, I'm guessing. And it was nominated in 2018 for Most Wanted Game. So, um, I mean, it, this game, like I said, it's won a bunch of awards too for like graphics and design and all that stuff. Um, as far as pricing goes, on PlayStation, it's 30 bucks. Steam, it's forty dollars, and on Xbox, it's also thirty dollars. Worth every bit uh, of that money, every yeah. cent of all would, those yeah. platforms. Yeah. I think For it's a little a game more with expensive. That much quality, it's actually pretty cheap. Exactly, yeah. dude. And it, like, I think it's a little more expensive, expensive on Steam. One because it was designed for PC, so you probably get a better experience out of it. You get the HDR and, that, and shit in it, and and that price computer. is for the Ultimate Edition, which I'm sure comes with the DLC and shit too. So for the extra ten bucks, you get probably both DLCs and yeah, dude, that's a fucking quality. steal. I'd yeah, pay eighty so bucks for that. <laughs> how much were the DLCs, Justin? Since you bought them, fifteen bucks each. <laughs> Great, uh, total. Great oh, deal. total. Yeah, still though. So, yeah. as far as you guys are concerned, buy it, recommend it. Yes. Buy. Oh yeah, Absolutely. it's a resounding Our, buy. Resounding buy. Yeah. Resounding buy. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it here. Probably like last five five hundred, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> go get this game. Go try it out. Still on Game Pass. So if you got if you got a Game Pass, go play. You're the last ones to nominate it. That's right. This game alone will get you your money's worth on Xbox Game Pass for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, our resounding yes on that, I think we're going to take a little break here. Cue trap interlude, and we'll be wah, back wah, after wah. the break. Because it wasn't flowers If you didn't want me enough 
wub, 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 wub. Nice trap and I wubbed that. Oh, you know. Leave fucking fucking take that internet. You like that? You like how I treat you like that? That's right. Oh well, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Um, first segment. If you've forgotten, we went over our game of the month control. It was fantastic. Go buy it or go at least get it off Game Pass and play it. Uh, from here on out, we are going to be doing our current events slash personal topics on gaming uh, stuff. You know, I think we're going to start off with Justin. I think his topic was uh, <laughs> how hard should achievements really be? Which honestly, Man. listening to his rant on fucking control, kind of feels like it's stemmed. Yeah, now we're in it. <laughs> yeah, all day. I had a vague. I tell you what, hold on, real but... quick before we start. I just want to thank Lane for that Sean Evans level intro right there. That was. Uh, you know, <laughs> I bring my A game. <laughs> this is why we voted oh, yeah. him as the uh, the host of the podcast. This is why I make the big bucks. You know, we the most loquacious of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all right, yeah, no. So this was my question: is like, how hard do you guys think achievements should like reasonably be? Like, and yeah, you're 100 percent right. I thought about this because I was playing through Control, and after yeah. I got to the point where I'm like looking up guides to find where I can farm this specific enemy that I killed need I still need like seven more kills on or like I'm reloading the game to like reset the fucking RNG counter so it's more likely that I'll get this random event to happen to me. Like I have I'm a... curious how you guys hold on. Yeah. I'm curious how you guys feel with respect to like should hundred percenting a game be something that's like only for the most hardcore of the hardcore and it should take like a hundred a hundred fifty hours of your time to do? Or like it does it make sense to have achievements be like kill every single pigeon in Liberty City and have fun trying to find all two hundred of them. It's gonna take fucking forever. And if you accidentally killed any of them during the main story without like looking at a guide, good luck figuring out which ones you already got. Like I think I have a solution to your dilemma here. I think it would be simply to label the doable, reasonable achievements as 100%ing and then have bonus achievements, right? Yeah, I would because get behind like, that. So, because yeah. I think so, some of that is cool. You know, I think I'm not here the, for the interesting answer. I want drama. No, no. But <laughs> I got drama. I guess this stems from my, my answer, though, is like <laughs> I agree with you that like if you're trying to 100% the game, like it shouldn't be fucking impossible. You should be able to do it all in a reasonable way. Like maybe you do it intrinsically. Maybe you look at the achievements beforehand and you're like, oh, I got to do that. And you know, maybe one playthrough wouldn't get you that achievement, but if you kept playing, you would eventually get it intrinsically. Um, I guess what I'm saying though is like I agree with you, but at the same time, I think some of that like over the top shit for achievements is like kind of hilarious and like awesome. Because if you end up getting one, you're just like, "Fuck, I got it! I got it! I did the impossible!" <laughs> oh yeah, I'm there with Wayne because I hundred percent the Batman Arkham game, and I felt like that. Cause getting all those fucking Riddler. That's just because you're trophies. a, f- Fuck a fucking trophies. Mas- masochist, bro. Like that's yeah. a, that's why you did that because you love Batman so much with all your heart. That you wanted to show him how much you love him by finishing this game. Kyle, could I do it for Master Chief Collection? But that's way too many achievements for me to even try. I was was just about to talk about that. (laughs) Me and Kyle started playing uh, Halo Five again, and I got that lone wolf achievement to do legendary solo, and I'm never doing that again. (laughs) You're playing with me now, dude. I've definitely done that. You look at the achievements; it's like beat it on the hardest difficult, like fucking Army of Two, Justin. 
Yes. Fucking, oh, RBA2 was one of those games where it was like, it was a it was a fun game. Obviously, for the time, it was it's fucking you playing it later on is just not. What it you didn't want age to. well. It, is, yeah. it did not age well, man. It is like a terrible. It has, game. It has those old school mechanics of like the harder it is, the more the enemies just can just take everything you can throw at them. Yeah. Until you, you die, and but, so, yeah. like, if you were playing, I forget what the hardest mode was even called, but let's call it fucking impossible. And if you're playing it on fucking impossible, it was fucking impossible. <laughs> like, I played it and we would be like, we played it on impossible. weekends and we'd be like, all right, every time we die, we're going to take a shot. And we would play it for like an hour max and we'd be too fucking hammered to play this fucking game anymore. Like, it's like we would just seriously so hard. It took us like six months to beat army of two <laughs> on the hardest fucking level. And so like, so I but a, some of that, like, I get what you mean. Like, you grind through the hardest fucking difficulty to get that achievement, and then you're like, "Yeah, fucking never again." Learn my lesson. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I would. I would much rather do insane on Gears of War than to play Halo Five on Legendary. And so, let me ask you: Would you have liked Guardians more if you hadn't had to get that achievement? Uh, fuck the only. I mean, it's totally fine. It's totally doable. But what I mean, no, no, no. What I mean is, I've heard you talk about this achievement multiple times. I wouldn't times. have liked even without the achievement. It doesn't sound like you had a fun time doing this. You just did no. it. I feel like your overall experience of this game might have been better if they hadn't included this for you to do. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, you're probably right. So, so what about like you know seriously from the old Gears of War games? Those, those are totally fine, except the Gears of War three one. The Gears of War three one was just absolutely ridiculous every onyx yeah everything onyx in each of those medals are basically an achievement themselves and there's like 150 of them yeah dude it was a it made it made that game your full-time job that's like it goes back to my like conversation topic last time with like assassin's creed and being a long game like like i'm an adult i'm not a little kid and like i'm your main demographic for selling these games and i'm still a completionist i may not want to get 100 percent on everything but i like a good 85 90 and right. like when your game takes like seriously 3.0 literally took like fucking 10,000 hours or some bullshit like that like that's not respectful of the fact that i have an existence to lead outside your one fucking xbox game right. yeah. you know so there's so there's a there's an example at least for me and like so i play jrpgs right not a lot of people um other than evan and a few others like to play them and you know they're like if you want to i just platinumed one of my favorite jrpgs persona 5 royale on the playstation and it took me 300 hours to nice. platinum the game i felt like that was decent like for how much i enjoyed the game and for the format of the game but i do feel like there are some so there's i watch these stupid videos on youtube and they're like compilations of hard achievements or whatever it's like top five hardest achievements right and one of them was the assassin's creed game where you're in italy and um you had to collect these like feathers for your sick brother or whatever and there was like a million and a half of these oh my god those feathers feathers so just and, die. and the only thing that this thing gave you was a cape that you could put on and if you put this cape on it Is would it alert everybody my brother yeah it would no it would alert everybody around you so like people would immediately turn hostile to you right but oh, you did all great the, yeah, yeah you did you all get a troll work. yeah you get a troll item and so it's like it, it was a troll item. yeah Fuck so there, but there's things like that, that where, miserable. I, where i think they're like clearly 
and blatantly against my time and shit like that. I'm yep. just like, why why would I do that? At the same well, time, I have the same feeling about fucking games that put their DLC achievements lumped in with the standard copy of the game. Yo, because I'm like, yeah, do not do not coax me into doing it because if I want to platinum this game. Like, if yep, I enjoy your game, right. let me finish your game. And then when I download the DLC, give me other achievements, right? Because right. it used to work platinum. that way. It used to work that way when digital downloads were just starting and it was on the Xbox 360. Right when they when we first got achievements, it used to work that way, where it would only add the other achievements if you downloaded right. the content because it didn't know, right? <clears throat> but now yeah. they have a pretty clear understanding of like, you know, these achievements, and when the game gets to the end of its life, you have to buy the DLC in order to get those, those all of the achievements for that game. I think that's unfair, and I also think semi, like multiplayer achievements are unfair. And the reason why I say that, and this may be controversial, but like, you, there are games that I've played that are single-player experiences, like um, Uncharted, or um, trying to think, was that um, Naughty Dog game where you're uh, in the apocalypse and um, yeah, The Last of Us, where it required you to play that single-player games multiplayer in order to get achievements for this title, right? I don't like that either. Bioshock 2 had that bullshit. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. Advanced Warfighter had an achievement where you had to be number one on the motherfucking leaderboard. And people would get on, on forums for that game, and they would barter for positions right because they would be like okay i want to get these achievements and they'd be like well what are you going to do and there'd be these top 10 guys that you'd have to go and consult when you wanted to go get this achievement on a fucking not even worth yeah it. you had to Those go to the council crazy. the council of ghost recon and you have to like talk to them <laughs> about Lord, how you want to yeah and they're like we will get you we will get you there before a price you know it's like what the fuck is that all about me like, i subscribe to you on youtube and discord achievements that also came with so like there was a halo achievement i'm trying to think of it that was like super unfair it literally just slipped my mind as i was talking about it um oh that you're so you play multiplayer but you have to play a developer right oh yeah those achievements that, that flaming like, helmet so they used to have achievements like that where it was like you have to have played um, a developer or you had to participate in this limited time event. I didn't like those either. So so I have some complaints about achievements in general, but I do think that you're right. It can be for a game like Control, I have an expectation that it won't take a lot out of me to K a game like that out. I also feel like, though, for games, like, people that are committed to those games find it more, like, to piss you off with how many achievements are. It's, like, the same thing with Overwatch. You get, you have to do certain ways to kill to just get an achievement so you'll unlock a spray for your character. It's just a stupid spray, but you really want to get that achievement so you can say you got that spray. Right, and they're right. frustrating. All of them are frustrating, but you feel so good when you get it. <laughs> See, that's the yeah. that's like the crux of the question here is like, should it only be for the hardcore hardcore who really want to like chase that dragon or like, no, the hardcore hardcore should get the easier ones. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I like it's that's like Lane said earlier. Like, I liked your idea of like having some like extra echelon of like, okay, these are fucking ridiculous. Like, these are only right. for people who want to turn this game into their full time PlayStation tries also still hundred percent. PlayStation tries to do that with the so they have like these trophies. 
they're literally trophies and it's like bronze silver gold and then you get a platinum if you I get know, everything and you get right and then and hidden ones also yeah they have hidden achievements too but that still isn't even perfect because you still have to get all of those achievements in order to get the platinum mm -hmm. for the game right so yeah mm -hmm. i would technically scale down the platinum requirement to where it's like mainline achievements only and then have extra hidden achievements if you really right. wanted to like go above and beyond and have them not count towards gamer score total right just that's have what I... them represent like how this... committed you were to like finishing the shit like, yeah. yeah you could literally like all it takes is to, like you could literally just add something on your gamer score it's like a little like super script that says plus 10478 yeah, you just like have your core gamer score and then like in superscript above, EP, it's like call them EP elite points. Boom. There you go. <laughs> We're fucking out here fucking that. solving the world's problems, guys. Yeah. God's there, work on yeah, this podcast. The gamer score you get for those achievements are unfair, especially the really hard ones like Johnny's insane one for Halo. You get 10. Just ten, where right. it should be like a hundred or something. Even the seriously 3.0 isn't enough. I think it's 100, but I got into the top 50 in that game because that game was my life back in the day. You're welcome. For Overwatch. I, I, I think, think that the games, you know, it's all should be based on what game it is that, it's, that you're playing. If you're playing, like, some basic, easier game, I think the achievements maybe should be just a little bit harder, but when it gets to like, you know, the game's able to go into a competitive aspect of it, maybe the achievements become a little bit easier, but there's more of them out there to get. There's an example of that in um, Rainbow Six Siege, right? So like all yeah. of the achievements in Siege are things that can be really easily done by just learning how to play the multiplayer, but there's like so much more nuance on top of where those achievements leave off, like how to learn to play that game. That, But it doesn't expect you to, like, it's not asking you to do anything crazy for those achievements. It's just saying, like, hey, learn how to play the multiplayer, and here you go. Like, do this one thing this one time and with one character or right. whatever. Um, yeah. But it's not super demanding. I agree with Devin in that respect. Like, Justin, do you ever see yourself trying to 100% Assassin's Creed Odyssey? <laughs> not a fucking yeah. because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, part of you's like you're committed to that game, but part of you's also like those achievements aren't worth it because of how much they're asking from you, dude. I'm already drained of like finishing the DLCs I paid for because I'm so fucking tired of having to continue to play this game. I don't want to discover that there's a third fucking cult. <laughs> You know, you for like for God of War, <laughs> like Justin and I were playing God of War, and we finished the game, like the mainline story. <laughs> and then, to be honest, I haven't gone back because I've had no interest in like platinuming that game out. Right? I'm just like I yeah. saw what I wanted to see out of it, yeah. and I left voluntarily. Right? <laughs> like that's 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 like what I wanted yeah. to do. I have no interest <laughs> in doing voluntarily. These, like, <laughs> I have like no interest in doing these like chalice challenges or like you know super crazy hard shit the one thing i would like to do is finish the valkyries that's pretty cool but other than that no i feel like what dylan did there he enjoyed the game he doesn't have to commit to 100 percent. like you're full-blown you're happy with where you're at if you yeah. missed out on some armor big whoop and to be fair you know would i have preferred to have gotten all of the achievements where i mm -hmm. left off in that game of course i would 
right? But like sometimes I think you have to take into account the fact that some people are just going to voluntarily fall off um, of a game and they can yeah. leave some of the harder achievements for people who chose to stay in it. Like, right, and, and, don't base them on like fucking yeah, random. Don't, you know, don't do something <laughs> that's something. completely hard like the whole um, global positioning on ranked games yeah. and shit like that. Like That's crazy. Don't make me collect more than a hundred of anything. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know you what game I enjoyed with the hundred percenting was uh, Spyro Remaster. That one was easy, and you got to enjoy the game, and you got the achievements as you go. That's like one where that's an enjoyable game where that's you got great, two and one. That's a great example of a sweet spot, I think. Not Crash, not Crash Band. Yeah. <laughs> I think leaderboard achievements in general are a bad idea because I mean, someday those servers are going to go down and those achievements are unobtainable right yep, yep there yep. are plenty of xbox 360 online um achievements that haven't been collected because those shit's just not around anymore yeah like, that's you, true you can't that's a good point you can't do that I guys think, bioshock I, 2 had multiplayer and multiplayer oh i missed that multiplayer I thought it was. <laughs> it was actually really cool. I thought it was, it was creepy, pretty cool. <laughs> fun. Yeah, it was not like... what you go to Bioshock for. It came out. Of the no, same I agree. You don't, you don't play that multiplayer, but <laughs> that multiplayer died instantly. Like I never that was bothered with that. What the hell was it even like? It was a shooter kind of esque first person. It was. It was a hot mess. That's um, what it was. But you could select the <laughs> class that you wanted to play, and it was like one of the. You could be a splicer. You could be things like that weird and, and you played this multiplayer with like a gun and the and the uh oh my god what are they called i'm having a total senior moment um like the actual powers that they use plasmids, plasmids in the first two games yeah so like that's that to be honest if bioshock did multiplayer weird. like dead by daylight style i think it'd be kind of cool that would be kind of cool that's like one of those imaginary wish lists kind yeah of things where you're like i wish that this would happen that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think just to sum up justin's question yeah i think that there's a sweet spot for sure, sure. and oh, yeah. you, so what i will ask is yeah, because I we agree. have someone in our presence that just um thousand that game like how do you feel like controls were too much to do or do you feel like there were a few towards the end there was one that required me to kill like 25 of a special enemy that comes up in the second dlc and I'd only killed 17 of them by the end of the main game. And for some motherfucking reason, after you beat the story, I followed a guide. I like went through multiple places on Google to try to figure out where to find these guys to farm them. Because I spent like multiple hours running around the area and never found any. What I was finding was the special enemy that comes in the first DLC in the other section of the fucking... And these are dudes with pickaxes. So like... I'm looking for guys with jetpacks and I'm finding guys with pickaxes and the guys with pickaxes are in like tunnels under the found under the fucking bureau. So that makes sense. But now they're in this investigation section with their pickaxes. And was this an and RNG I issue? find the enemy I needed to. I had to like go into a special like side, like sub game. There's like an arcade game that you can find in this DLC. I had to like go into a challenge version of that, that you have to unlock by beating the default version. And that was the only place I could find these fucking enemies. Oh my Interesting. god! So they. Dude. So do you Ridiculous. think that there was some like RNG involved with like enemy placement after you had two DLCs? Well, so like, I was active. reading like 
comments and shit and people were like i found a guaranteed location in this spot and i went to every guaranteed location and none of them were and finally i found one comment that was like i think if you beat the dlc these guys don't spawn anymore unless you go into the challenge mode of the arcade game <laughs> and he was right <laughs> like, was this guy play. This guy's put so much time into this game. <laughs> it was so that, stupid. That's some like internet yes. wisdom shit. And like, 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 yeah, definitely. That's internet yeah. gold. Right there was another one that was just based on random chance where you have to take out these like vending machines that are hiss infected, but they just look like normal vending machines. <clears throat> Except they're not in set locations. They just randomly one of the vending lo- machines will be one of these things. And so to kill every vending machine. Yeah, so you just teleport between locations, shooting vending machines until one happens to be one, and restarting your game because and those workers are seeing all those vending machines destroyed. So you have like, to restart your game after you shoot one of those vending machines. You literally have to reboot it. Like if you just keep running around the area or like fucking around doing other things. I played for an hour and a half and I only got two. The uh, the the actual employees are like the director just keeps going around and blowing up our vending machines. I don't understand. I haven't eaten in a week. We had to eat with the lockdown. (laughs) How did she get this job? It's infected with him. She she literally (laughs) set a bag of funions on fire in front of me. It was terrible. (laughs) Just keeps running around talking about the his vending machines. For a second, I thought it was motivation to eat healthy, but this started getting weird. I've been surviving off Funyuns for a week and she just keeps shooting them. <laughs> yeah. No, question, honestly, I feel like overall, you know, it's reasonable to like have some over-the-top ones, but I don't know if they necessarily should count towards 100%ing of the game. If it's like Leave crazy. a little room for work, yeah. but not a lot. Sure. And not super random. Yeah. No. Um, well... Yeah, so I think next was Devin's topic. I don't know if Devin's still here. Devin? All right, well. Be sure you got that baby. He's in the other room. On to Dylan's topic. So, are we thinking they'll continue to support the older consoles? Yeah. So, I think that they, for as long as I can recently remember, whenever we've had a new console come out for any company, right? There's this weird grace period after the new one comes out that they support those consoles. And a lot of our complaints for Cyberpunk and a lot of our complaints from Control are the fact that these are games that are playing on inferior consoles and therefore aren't 100% there, right? Control is a great example of something that's a really good sweet spot of like compromise and performance right like yeah but how long are we obligated to support this shit like how long are we obligated to consistently bring shit out for the prior generation like when's the expected cutoff because i think that's a lot of what people complain about towards the end of these like console generations so i wanted to ask because i just had this like baked thought in the car one day i it's funny you bring this topic up because i kind of had a recent experience with this so once the pandemic hit right and we all kind of went into lockdown i got my fucking old wii from my parents house old shit right i don't even remember when the wii came out but it would it was like really old last year and right no it's kidding (laughs) um (laughs) 
like. But this is like early 2020, right? And so I brought it home, and then we were playing with it a little bit, and we we're like, okay, cool. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just see if the store is still online. I'll check it out. And I go to the store, and it says store is offline as of I forget what the exact date was, but it was within like six weeks of the fucking current date in 2020. So it yeah, was like end of 2019. Commissioned it at the end of 2019. I just I felt like that yeah. was a pretty long time for that to be online, dude. What is that? It like came 2011? out right around. Or 2010? I would say like 2005 or... Oh, wow. Even earlier. Dude, it was early, man. We were... 2006 2006. is when we came out. So up to like end of 2019, early 2020, that was online for like 13, 14 years. That was crazy. Yeah. So I... I actually, when I first read this topic, I was thinking like, I could see it being like supported for a little while, but I hadn't like... I thought about it a little more and yeah, like you're saying Dylan, like I honestly don't know how long the hardware will be able to support what they're trying right. to put into these games. I mean, you already but, see it you feeling know, right now. Is if there was something, yeah. if I had to put a number on it, I, and, and this may cause a little bit of a conversation, but like, I think it's maybe a year from the launch date of the console that we, support. yeah, that we have like, games that were finishing development in the last year of that console generation right and that are like okay we're going to release next year and it'll have a copy for this and it'll have a copy for that right like i feel like you get that for about a year and then they i got you they stop doing that yeah but i i feel like because we just had one of the longest console generations in in very recent history right like it's a very ever, long, right? yeah, or ever, um, you know, how long are we expected to do that? And where's the threshold? Like, is this a two year gap now? Cause it's something that, but I feel like we just took a huge hardware jump recently. Yeah. I, I honestly don't even know if it's, I mean, worth it. There's still so many like games. Like you said, this generation was so long. Like who here has played everything on their hard drive? Like not me. Nope. Right. Like, so I feel like it would make almost make sense to just start optimizing your games for the hardware you want it to run on, so you're not gonna get panned with a bunch of shitty reviews because it doesn't work yep. on the shit it's not supposed to, and put all that extra work in. I'd be surprised if I would assume that support for this is this generation is gonna die off quicker than it ever has before. Well, my thing Absolutely. is, is that like, we have the price points really good on the new consoles, right? At least for people in our, you know, like, kind of age, and we have some some expendable income, right? So, like, $500 isn't bad for a console, right? right? But, like... Second mortgage? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But, like, <laughs> you know, I think that there's an expectation that... So, for PlayStation and Xbox, it's this way. They emulate older games on the console, Right. So, like, you can still play some of those 360 titles or, like, some of the Xbox One titles on the newest Xbox through emulation. And same with the PlayStation. But there has to be a time where that guard changes, right? I feel like there has to be a point where they stop releasing new shit for it. And they're like, oh, okay. The only exception I can think of is Grand Theft Auto. To be honest. I can milk that forever. (laughs) <laughs> like, like they can keep remaking and remaking the same game. 
for everyone. I will say, I feel like Wii was just like a weird... I feel like Wii is kind of like a different like thing because it's Nintendo, so like half of their games can be ran on any type of. So like, the console, Wii right? was also so one of the best-selling consoles Nintendo Absolutely. ever put out. It was in everybody's yeah. house. Everybody had a Wii, right? I mean, you my could grandparents put the controller sideways had... and play Super Mario. Like yeah. it was like my grandparents had no technical technical knowledge, and they had a Wii, right? Yeah, like that was so, so user-friendly, super versatile. Like you could play so many different types of games. So really. I guess I understand like why Call that Duty. one maybe got That's... like 13 or 14 or whatever right, it I forgot was. About that. Like years. Yeah. Of, of, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's like yeah. a special case the more I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I expect that in the next six months this the they will stop. And it will, we'll start to hear more about like Horizon Zero Dawn 2. It's not going to get a PlayStation yeah. 4 release. It's going to get a PS5 release. Like you know, shit like that is going to happen. But Last of Us 2, which is one of the PS4's really prominent titles, came out with a generation underneath as well as the next generation copy. Well, so I will say, I feel like we're kind of like in a lull. I feel like we're just dipping into a lull. I feel like we've been there in like for like a couple months. Like, it's just like, I feel like there's nothing really to look forward to. Like, Spider-Man came out, that was sick, but that was like last year when that came out. And then, Damn, Lane, that's bleak. You doing okay, bud? I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I feel about like we're not, we don't have like a lot of like cool games to look forward to as far as like our You're console, right, and like, I think that as, every, like, current gen goes. every start of every console, um, you know, going into more recent memory, so Xbox to Xbox One, or Xbox to Xbox 360 to Xbox One, their right. openers weren't great. Like in general, they wanted Halo Infinite to be one of the opening I titles know, for Xbox One, but it got delayed. Right. So I think that yeah. COVID had a lot to do with it. I also think that and Cyberpunk scared them. Yeah, Cyber Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk scared dude, really honestly scared though, people. I commend Halo, dude. We were talking about that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Until it's good, you know. If yeah. it's not ready, okay, it's not ready. That was just like Dylan and Justin with Bioshock Infinite, where you guys were like, I'm okay with it, just make it perfect. Yeah, yeah wait in perpetuity forever for this game. I to have come other out. shit to play, don't worry about it. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I still I th- have yet to open Max Payne 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Johnny and buying games that you haven't even unwrapped. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> Now it's like five bucks. I bought that game for sixty. <laughs> Dylan's fable was twenty five cents, but he returned it. Oh yeah, I just let him have it. I was like, get, <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. It cost me more money and time to take it out of here than it would be for you to just have it. More gas to drive it to GameStop. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think that there has to come a time where that shit happens, and I think that oh, yeah. people are bitching I- more and more. Like at more than ever about those kind of titles coming out, so just rip the fucking bandaid off, and yep. and and deal with it because people will bitch, but but people will bitch about that, where they're like, oh, you know, it only took them eight months, and then they shut my shit off. I don't understand yeah. why, you know, I can still play with my friends, but I'm not getting new games anymore, like that yeah. kind of shit. So I think that complaint can also be had, but I just. It was like a total shower thought, this whole topic, but like, I mean, I, I think that, you know, they'll definitely support, support multiplayer for quite a while on, on this console for sure. I think so. A couple I mean, years, at least of some I support think, for that. Yeah. At least, dude. I mean, look how long they supported it for like 
I mean, some 360 servers are still online for multiplayer, aren't they? Pretty sure. They are. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, there's some that so, are still up. I think they're going to support, yeah. you know, this multiplayer on a good amount of these popular games. I think it also changes the conversation if they, like, emulate the, in the next generation. So if you buy an Xbox Series X, right, the newest one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it emulates Xbox One games on it, and they have yeah. multiplayer games that you're able to play. I think that that conversation will change a little sure. bit because they're like, yeah. oh, okay, we need to have these servers up so the, so people can play the emulated um, copy of this specific Call of Duty that everybody liked or whatever. But, yeah, sure. you know, I, I think that there will be a couple rare exceptions, but I really honestly am thinking that if you're not buying a new console in the next six to eight months, that you're gonna start facing a little bit of that sure. where they're not going to start releasing shit we're already how many months into this console generation so well, for, yeah that's also trying to get laying going on it but i think that avengers game would be better on the newer consoles i Definitely saw would. something really gross with Definitely that though would. recently so tell me not that there are like several seven different types of currency in that game I haven't touched it in a while. Like so, so I saw a picture the other day of someone's multiplayer screen in that game, and they had seven different crafting currencies that all could be purchased, right? To like, I mean, there's different like you bought the wrong boots. I guess, yeah. I mean, there's different like things that go into different types of gear. I I was shocked because I was like, in in Destiny, which is a free to play game, there are four, right? Yeah. So like that seemed. But I mean. I don't know. Crazy. I feel like it's not that hard to find. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly. I, I hope that maybe it gets a little bit more work, and then in the next generation they may be able to recover some of the yeah. interest in that game. For sure. True. But it's like rubbing salt in the wound there. It's like with <laughs> Avengers, that sucks. And but no. yeah, that's that's the rest of my. That's all. That's all I wanted to talk about. It's just nice. I because I was like, I don't know when the fuck this is gonna happen. So I wanted to. Yeah. Hang on. Did something happen to Avengers? So they're like, they have acknowledged outwardly that it's not that they don't have enough players to sustain what they were trying to do. Yeah. So they're refactoring, and they said that they're gonna be doing some work on it and like continuing to support it and see if they can float it because it's a disney property so like they're gonna have to really try to recover (laughs) mickey's like oh give me my money (laughs) 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 yeah that's right that's exactly (laughs) it yeah so so i think that that's probably i hope in the next console generation that game gets another shot at it yeah man me too that was okay. it <laughs> we're not we gonna go get to, into adventures we can go to devin's devin's topic. yeah yeah devin's back now so we... do you think vr will have a chance for right. viewers to become a must-have part of your system and have e5 level gaming not for me well go ahead devin yeah Give us your thoughts. Well, I'm just wondering about that because I know that the VR community is starting to grow a little bit more prominent now. And I know there's multiple sets. You know, you got the Oculus, you got the PlayStation VR. There's a couple more, but I can't think of the names of them. But I'm just wondering, how long are we going to be 
you know, being able to just to do the regular consoling, but we're going to need the VR adaptability to go with it as well for a lot more games. Like, cause I know that a lot more games are going to start picking up on doing, you know, more I of the virtual reality side of things. I have a, I have a controversial opinion here. I think that VR is only a novelty and I'd never truly think that VR will make it. Will ever so, make it to being something. I was like actually that. thinking that like you have a couple components that keep it a novelty, but if they manage to solve them, then Devin might actually be onto something that it could become a more integral part of gaming. Those are the motion sickness issue. Yeah. So like being able to play it for longer than a little bit of time at a time. And then the fucking like mobility slash gameplay limitations issue making something that's a little more fluid that like immerses you so you're not just teleporting from place to place but you can move around like if they can figure those mechanics out then i think it could like trend like become more than novelty but right now i think you're completely correct i don't know i don't know if it'll ever scale out of the way of like a peripheral though like so in my mind, and I don't know if this is me being, you know, cynical about it, but I see it as a television, right? Like you are watching a screen, right? And you're, you are immersed in this because the screen is literally wrapping around your face, right? Like just mechanics of it. So for me, I have a hard time ever thinking that that will be more than just a peripheral option. Like, oh, we have an option to play this with this head screen. If you want to play that, or you can play it on your TV, Right, like, I mean, and 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 that would be okay, but people talk yeah. about VR like it's this phenomenon, right? Like it will forever be the way that we play games, and I may eat crow on this later on, and we get to Ready Player One world where everybody jacks into oh, that's, a, a headset. That's kind of the thing, though. Is oh, right. I don't think you're yeah. wrong. VR world you're wrong. creeps me out a little bit too, because some people just play it to. Like there's this one where you're all in a bar and you can dress up how you want to be. It's like a virtual furry convention VR, and, like, and shit or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, like disgusting. I don't think you're wrong, Dylan. Like for sure, I think the way it would become like mainstream and on that, if like Justin was saying, you just you just have to have the mobility. To, I mean, you just can't compete on a higher really level. Bugged. The only in time VR, the, you the... can't you can't play against like it's like it's not so, like console versus PC. You can't do console versus VR. Like you will just get fucking trash. You just can't play on that level. And maybe it's never like in the same league or anything. But if you just have a higher level of capability, the omnidirectional traversal discs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get that shit going. Here's the thing, Dylan. Hold on, real quick. Here's the thing to what you're talking about about it like being just a peripheral. Like you're talking about like things like the DDR dance pad or like driving like like a little wheel controller for like Like the arcade games stuff like that. But the difference between shit like that and VR for me is that like that kind of stuff is shit that nobody ever asked for. VR is what sci-fi has been asking for from video games since like the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it to me seems like the logical progression of technology. I feel like you're always gonna have bleeding edge engineers who are just fascinated by the concept and want to build it out. And as long as those people keep trying to build it, like we've had VR headsets, like they existed in the nineties. It was like this little thing that like could only do red color and like fucked with people's eyes, but like it was a concept back then. It's still around and it's only growing yeah. 
as te- the technology is more better able to sustain it. So I could, I genuinely kind of view it as the next logical progression from what we have now with consoles. You know, my thing is, is that there would have to be, so at least to me, there would have to be three clear advances for something like this to be a permanent replacement to what I would do every day, right? One is that the fidelity better be as good as I see with my eyes, right? Like that, that is number one. Like anything that I'm playing better look like I'm in real life, right? Like at least to a certain degree, right? When it comes to like being a replacement for games like Control, being a replacement for shit. Like if you want to talk about it spanning gaps, right? It better be able to fully immerse me. I better be able to, from a seated position, play an entire title because there's no way that size limitations would ever allow for me to traverse a world like without some kind of disc like Lane was saying or like a treadmill omnidirectional treadmill that you would walk on right something like that yeah. and then yeah they already have those yeah like and they have impact vests but too and shit that give you like Dylan's ass would run the omnidirectional treadmill from the motherfucking couch. Let's not even act like he needs to be able to play the game from the I, seat of the game. I ain't gonna worried about those size limitations of the space. Yeah, you know. <laughs> games that that are out now that you can straight use a controller with the the headset. But your controller is an aiming device. That, that, that is how you aim this. So that goes to my for it third to shoot point. in a fire. That goes. But you're my, able to move with the sticks. You're right, and I, that goes to my third point. You better not make me sick, right? Yeah. So that, that's also. But that's that's just something else, though. Is that that the first time that I got it on? Yeah, I got. I felt like oh fucking, I feel like I'm gonna puke. You know, I'm dizzy. I need to put this down. But your your body gets used to it. You actually used to. It. I remember. Fuck, when was it? It's like getting sea legs. I think it was back in like September. Exactly. I think think it was back in September, like after I was playing it for a little while and I got really, really into it. I think I put the headset on and... Fuck, I don't think I took it off for like six hours. Jesus. Believe in the world. So there's, so there are people have things. It wasn't like when you took it off. Like, (gasps) everything's so weird. What year? How do I walk? I'm forty. You're a brick. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit like that, but no, no. The only reason I really took it off is because my my wife was like, "All right, you've had this fucking headset on for six goddamn hours. Take the fucking thing off now." <laughs> you know how I can see Roy off the grid. How I can see VR going right is at least in our lifetimes worth of future, is it being an option that comes with shit. So it's like, would yeah. you like the luxury experience, which is like also having a helmet and being able to play titles that are geared to that, or do you want the base console and a controller? You know things like that. Like I can see, like how they did with the PlayStation yeah. Four, where they were like, "Hey, you, you know, you can play shit with a controller if you want. We have games that are built for that, but we also have some titles over here that are, you know, if you want to play the luxury equipment for that for that, you know, console, you can do that. M- right? Motion, yeah, camera, like that kind of shit. Like I can yeah. see it as a pack-in for some luxury editions sure. of consoles. Connect the, the 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 connect. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. there was this thing that. I was looking forward to it's kind of like the VR thing, but it's more, it's like a table wise style for like your uh, game AR is like on a table. 
Yeah, yeah. so it was like, AR. one game that does it right now that I've seen that looks like fun is Minecraft, where you're basically acting like you're a god. Like, you're using your own hands to pick up the stuff and building right. what you want. Well, Ooh, I mean, that's I Pokemon, that's Pokemon Go. Yeah. That's, what, that, that's the same technology is, what, is what's used for that, too. Yeah. But, but with the, I think... I think and Minecraft is what with like the Microsoft like glasses or whatever those are. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's their or the not, Google ones. Maybe it's one of those. But you're right. Then I, I AR is super cool. Like I've actually seen yeah. a couple AR implementations that are really cool in real life. Well, that's getting implemented but... everywhere, dude. Like you go on IKEA, you can click on an option that says "View it in my room," and you just hold your fucking phone up, and it'll show you the IKEA couch in your room, so you see what it looks like. That's so, exactly like, it. That's you don't build like it integrated. Like it it's got a lot of like practical, you know, applications. So like, I could use everything. Yeah, I think Amazon does that too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think I just I have a hard time. Do it with flashlights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this? <laughs> it would be. That's right. The next <laughs> generation. The next God. generation of VR will happen when you can link your flashlight to your VR experience. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you already have your idea with that. Already has that. It was VR that like a, it also spins hot pockets for you, ready to go. That's right. That's right. Straight <laughs> to my mouth. Dylan right. wants to be setting up VR stuff, like that. choosing how many tentacles and shit like that. Oh yeah, I want to customize the experience. Right? <laughs> like I want to set like up a... background lighting. I want to be the costume director. I want all of that. He wants like to establish what like you go to. Can you buy that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they link like cam girls vibrators to their cam. <laughs> Like, it's just going to be that, right? Dylan's <laughs> only fans is picking how many tentacles he gets attacked. That's right. That's one right. One, one grubby bear. <laughs> you can sue them 20 or more tentacles for $5 a That's minute. Right. That's exactly it. Yep. <laughs> Papa needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> you can catch his belly and his G spot. <laughs> you know, I don't. We joke about it, but I think that you know, I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but that shit's just gonna be at least to me. I can't see it as being anything other than a novelty. But yeah, like it's, I agree. I think it may be because I lack perspective because I haven't seen the technology come around yet that makes it look appealing, right? Like I don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm just missing that. Hasn't fully turned that corner yet. I'm gonna. I, I will be honest with that it has not turned that corner yet. But I honestly think what it's done, I think, is it just reached out to people, just saying, "This is what we have right now. Just yeah. wait and see what we're gonna develop here in it, the next few years." They said that this shit would die like 3D, and it didn't. So what I will say yeah. is that has happened. Like you've you passed that think, mark. Like I honestly think the speed bump is the traversal or the movement issue, right? If you if you fix that, it literally is. Then like. It gets that solves the motion sickness problem because like other people have weaker stomachs than others, right? So like you might be able to power through it, but other people might throw up after five minutes, right? So like that, but that'll solve the motion sickness problem, and it just gets if they can make it accessible and affordable. I think I mean there's a good chance that you know it takes off, or maybe it's like a it has one big sellout and then it fucking dies because it's not what everybody thought it was gonna be. Right. Maybe it's that. But, you know, they have um, VR helmets, and to be fair, they have VR helmets that are five hundred to a thousand dollars. Right, if you want like yeah. a really nice, kind of bleeding edge VR helmet, which is kind of sure. a big ask because it's like a whole other console on top of a console. But right. um, you it know, is. that may change in a couple years' time, and that may be a two hundred dollar buy for a really yeah. nice one. And I'm like, ooh, I'll you know, I'll, I'll spend two hundred dollars right. on 
something like that. I'll so spend two hundred dollars on a drunk weekend. Like, I'll spend that's right. I'll buy a VR helmet, like, and get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, uh, dude, VR would be so cool if it became mainstream, but I don't know. If it, if, it, maybe... if it has it. I don't know. It, it has a chance to, Maybe but I think that do that because really to solve the movement just, issue is the traversal thing, and then I mean people can actually move more to video games. How long are they actually? It would video solve games. obesity and <laughs> entertainment. You could have people right. on treadmills <laughs> doing their shit, and then we're like, I'm fit. sorry, but I, the the boxing game that I have, <laughs> granted, yeah, I'm a I'm a fat fuck right now. But goddamn, I take that thing off. I'm sweating like a whore in church. All right, yeah. I've even had my brother we and his friends come over right. here. Like yeah, all right. I, yeah, but I, I mean, I had my brother and his friends over here back when he was in high yeah. school, and he was in he was in peak wrestling condition. So he's he, he's in good shape. But he's him and all of his friends. Like we're literally having to take rags and clean off the damn headset because of how sweaty and fucking disgusting you know, and it is. I don't think that I I don't think that you can dismiss that fact of it too. I think that it's got a cool fitness aspect to it. I think that it has a couple of like interesting niches it could fill, for sure. Like, and come here to work out. Came here to play and be lazy. There's, so there's a game on the on the Switch called Ring Fit Adventure. And it's literally a game yeah. programmed about, about around exercising. Like, so that doesn't mm-hmm. strike me as something that couldn't be a niche. But, right. I mean, yeah. think about all the commercials for the workout equipment nowadays. I mean, for God's sake, it's literally a screen with somebody doing shadow Do boxing you get a and your bike you with a VR helmet, and you're like biking <laughs> well, in VR. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a one. Throw up. Or you're like literally thinking you're gonna fall off the bike because you're like doing a thing. (laughs) You're you're running in the VR trying to find a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, that was my baby's best (laughs) (laughs) Your heart rate. God damn it, that that was my baby's best, and that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's not a trash kid. I gotta go back. I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, that'd be cool, but fuck VR. It's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think with that, everybody, I think Dream. we might wrap it up for tonight. Control, go check it out. It's a great game. Game Pass for a while now. It'll be free. So if you have that, go check it out. Are we going to announce our pick for the month? And then, um, oh yeah, what was our pick for the month? It was oh yeah. Look at the poll number here. B. Uh, unravel, Kyle. Kyle nominated Unravel, and it won astoundingly. Totally wiped yeah. out the gardens between. It's like, why did that one even come in? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah come back I'll next pick month this game out, i'm not playing check out unravel <laughs> we'll be playing that one next month and we'll have lots more uh topics to talk about with you guys so um thank you for joining us please like and subscribe to the podcast spread the word have your homies listen to it while email they work us in the field so we can whatever. do some email reads no. i haven't gotten any email yet but we have plenty of people listening so shoot us an email it's yeah. in the description just email give us some comments what do you want to hear about do you have any comments about what we've been talking about have you played any of the games let us know let us know what you think so thanks for coming guys topics we'll do you want month. us to talk about
It's true, yeah. Give Kyle, I'm just going to shit directly on the game. I'm going to shit directly on that game. I'm not even going to play it, but I'm just going to shit directly <laughs> on it. Do it. Do it. Just watch a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, dude. It works great. Alright, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next month. See ya.